What up, y'all? It's Bruja Society, and you're listening to Yaya. And Christine, and my neighbor's roosters. <laughs> Facts. The roosters are, are live with it today because we have a oh very, very special episode for all of you. Um, we've been pretty MIA for a really good moment because of a lot of different things going on. So now is the time to go ahead and, and get you guys caught up like with what we're doing and what's happening. So um, we've Passion Try Vibes um has went to a festival and that's one of the main reasons why it was hard to like record because of production of materials and getting things planned and all that stuff so um minus the the winter storm um we had just been busy so this episode is going to be about our festival trip we have uh quite a few guest speakers that were there we have my team that was there we have dragonfly um rosie will be coming in and lenny will also be talking and we also have a customer that went to the festival so you can you guys have different perspectives from different people um this is going to be a lengthy episode just so you're aware ahead of time because it is a very detailed episode to speak our full truth um so if you're not prepared of course bookmark it save it come back to it whatever you got to do um but we're excited. So we want to let you know that this take this takes place in the beginning of March, just in the post-shadow period of Mercury retrograde. Um, Len or Lenny uh, flew in on Wednesday and we got everything ready and we drove that night, like at 1 a.m. Everybody met at, you know, uh, the location to meet up and we and we started our drive. Everything was fine in the beginning drive. Uh, I'm not going to talk about all that because it was just, you know, it was just driving. But when we, by the time we get to the edge of Texas into Arkansas, we stop at a gas station. And this is where I start to notice that there's some weird shit that's already starting to happen. Um, the, there's a crow. And I know like people are like, oh, these are just signs, like whatever. Um, this crow was looking, ah, Rosie's here. Hold on, guys. Let me just go ahead and give this a quick pause. Back to recording. Um, recording's back on. We um, we see a crow, and the crow is um, on top of this gas station looking directly at us. And we, um, we're just there like, hang on. Oops, one second, guys. Okay, there we go. Um, we have a, a moment of rest. And so everyone's, you know, doing their thing. And I look up this divination of the crow. And when you see crows, they're in packs. They're in murders is what they're called. And um, when you just see one, there that's not a good sign to begin with. There, there's um, talk of like death and sorrow and stuff like that when you see um, one crow. It's a specific divination system that people have used forever. Um, but it's not like a normal thing for me. So, you know, I did my research as quickly as I could. Um, so I was like, oh, that's strange, but it doesn't feel like, I, I don't feel like it resonates with me. I just feel like it's like a message, like, Hey, like some, something's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so we drive, we are driving and driving and driving. Um, this is a 12 hour road trip and, you know, I, I won't go too deep with all the driving aspects, but, um, most of the way there is fine. We are now pulling into the, the sticks, essentially the sticks and the back roads of where the barn is. 
and um previously so this this festival that we're we're going to is called soul group festival and this exact name that you can find it on instagram just put all the words together soul group festival um it's ran by sahat and rc and those are the names that they go by you know spiritually um their real names i don't know both real names but i'm not gonna do all that right now so um i already had spoken to artsy previously we had spoken at least twice before this uh this travel date and i even asked maybe like a week prior i was like hey are you going to be there you know like around two or three so we can set up because what we were told in this soul group festival that um there was at least 100 tickets sold when i asked because when i was asked to join this festival to to go vend it was a random comment at like 10 p.m at night on a weird like January 18th or January 17th or some some weird date, right? It was right before Mercury retrograde pre-shadow period happened, like that two weeks that everything's just starting. So I was like, eh, I really don't feel, you know, like this is going to be the festival. Um, but I was told that, you know, this is 100 tickets that are already sold. There's going to be four. Um, there was 33 vendors when I first spoke to her, but then I re-asked because I was making gifts for everybody. And um, she told me there was 44. So keep those numbers in mind because that will be a huge, huge um, part of all of this because it is definitely a lie. Um, so when we get to the barn, the day day one of driving, um, we get there and there's nobody there. So I call and I'm like, hey, Artsy, where are you at? Um, they use a language that a lot of people will instantly feel uncomfortable with just because it's not like what you're used to. Um, I say great, you know, Grand Risings. I used to say Grand Risings, but I no longer say Grand Risings because of this experience and they just killed it for me realistically. Um, so there's a lot of tone that doesn't sound genuine. And so we, I talked to her and her voice is in the van and everybody else is hearing her voice and everyone already instantly feels something off. And the first thing that Len says is, this is a scam. And I said, yep. So we're already here. Oh, what are we going to do? We got we to gotta just roll out with it. Maybe maybe it's just like the first day. Maybe it's just, you know, it, it can get better. Like, we're going we're gonna to keep the hopes up and see what happens. Because, you know, we don't want to, like, prejudge. But we're already feeling some things. And so um, when we were there, she we already had thrown her off. Um, she wasn't expecting anyone to be there, apparently. Even though I had already told her, like, twice, three times. Um the whole call was like maybe five minutes and she was like oh we still got like two three hours I think she said they were gonna be like around seven or eight and I was like nah girl we've been driving like I'm gonna go to the Airbnb and rest because we've been driving for like 12 hours um but we found our spot essentially we kind of had an idea of where we wanted to be which was outside we weren't prepared to be outside um so we are driving back and we see a beaver cross the road we're like, oh, okay, cool. Like beaver symbolism is all about teamwork, all about, you know, putting things together, working together. So there's a lot of this is that that's going to happen. So spirits are already talking really loud to us through other animals that we're seeing and stuff like that. Lots of cows, <laughs> lots of cows. Um, so we go to the Airbnb. Um, we stop at Walmart, we get our food. Um, I just want to give the description of this city. We're in Pukep. Pukepsi, Pukepsi, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but P-O-U-G-H-K-E-E-P-S-I-E. 
I think is how it's spelled. Uh, Arkansas, it's just right after Little Rock. Um, this is a very white town. Um, probably one of the whitest towns I've ever been to. I did not see any of us, did not see any black people, Mexican, Asian, no, no colored minority people. Um, so we were in Walmart in full garb <laughs> and my head wrapped, Len had her head wrapped. We all looked like, you know, straight witches. That's for sure. Um, getting stairs and stuff. So we grab our stuff and we go to Airbnb. Airbnb is in the middle of nowhere too, but there's other houses. It's by like a lake um, in Cherokee Village and um, or like a pond, I guess. But this Airbnb is three bedroom, two bath. So you guys have kind of a, a, a extent, like, you know, context of what size it is. Um, but this is, you know, we get there. It's fine. There's calm. It's like, should I cleanse this place? And I was like, I cleanse everywhere. Mind you, I cleanse everything that we go to, everything that we're using, um, there's not a place that I'm not staying at that I don't cleanse. So for me to ask, I'm like, mm, we'll see. Um, night one, because this is night one of the trip. Um, we are all trying to have conversation and there are spirits coming in and out of the house, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we start to notice that this one window in the kitchen of this Airbnb has no curtain. So the minute that the light is on, it is a black mirror. It's a portal. Um, we just see orbs going everywhere. It, it's it's like if you were looking at a picture, you would see orbs. Um, let me check the chat because I just realized I have I didn't have the chat open. Can you give us an example of something she said? Um, is what somebody asked right now. So you, I know you're talking in, in reference to artsy. This is not to mark uh, mock her, but this is just to give you an example. So like when uh, they would answer the phone, any of them, divine blessings, grand risings, hi goddess, like that kind of tone. You hear a lot of that in other spiritual people. But realistically, it's not a very common way of speaking. So hopefully that gave you kind of like an idea of the tone that she gives. Because if you wanted to look her up, her her name is Artsy. You guys can look her up on Instagram and check out her own tone. You guys can make your own judgment of that. Um, but um, back to the spirits part, because this is going to be a very big clue in our trip. Not a big clue, but a big factor just due to... Um, the level of energy that we are surrounding in we are in a indigenous land very angry indigenous people energy like this is not completely friendly land and we are very very well aware of that um my parents are also with us they also go with us on this trip so it's not just us by ourselves my my parents are there uh, but they're not staying with us they're in a different hotel uh location so um, I'm just going to say I'm pretty sure that there was people murdered in that house that we stayed at. Um, that's just the vibe that I kept getting is um, Rosie, I don't know if you if you're able to come on mic, but your room, you said that your room had some energy in it. Um, I don't know if you want to talk on that for a minute real quick. I don't know if you have your audio plugged in or what. But if you're able to give me a howler on that. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody died in her room. I'm also pretty sure somebody died in the room that me and Len were staying in because it was just always cold in that room. And it was very, it was a very weird room. Um, I don't know if Rosie has her mic set up. 
but go into the settings rosie and see if you can get your mic set up on that so you can jump in but um so we we cleansed real quick and we you know we we hit the hay we were just tired we were ready to like start fresh so our plan was to show up early in the morning and um do our thing so this is a festival that starts at 9 a.m and it goes all the way to 9 p.m and it's from friday saturday sunday um so we're prepared to you know be there 12 hours full um so we're like okay 44 vendors we need to get there early realistically that's what any professional person's thinking we need to get there early so we can get a good spot because rosie you know rosie has electrical needs we want to just be in a really good location of course spirit has it in control um we get there at 8 a.m and there's nobody there (laughs) There's people there. Uh, I'm not going to say nobody completely, but there's some people there. But there's no 44 vendors. There's no overwhelming amount of people getting things ready. No, everything's like everything's getting prepped, but there's there's not a whole lot of people there. Um, when we arrived, there was another vendor that arrived that was like, all right, it's 8 a.m. Where's everybody? Like they had the same mindset as us. So um, we're like, hey, where can we set up? And we find a spot. We get it all ready. My parents help help us set up um mind you this bubble that we've created for ourselves is the bubble that helped us keep our energy um that's the best way to describe that uh day one is definitely like a weed vibe kind of day everybody's you know getting their toke on doing their thing like hey like i'm i'm obviously down with weed you know so it's fine but like it's not like a thing that was advertised either so i guess it's just people doing their own preference whatever um so we didn't like smoke with anybody. We didn't do we didn't do anything with anybody. We just chilled in our own space. Um, so we we were we were fine with the vibe. However, um, day one already had its red flags, minus the the weird walk in of of the event. Um, we order food. Let's talk about that for a second. We order food. There's vegan pancakes and a potato hash. Um, we order about eleven. We don't eat until like 4 p.m., y'all, uh, just so you have an, a, a time frame of that. It's also like 40 degrees outside. Um, it's fucking cold outside, but we're sticking with it because there's just something about um, this energy in the barn that doesn't allow us to stay in there for very long. We always have to keep going outside. So um, as we are, you know, waiting for our food, waiting for, you know, um, just things to, to come because they were going to deliver food to us. Um, I see artsy and I'm like, Hey, like, where's our food? Like, you know, we really haven't ate, like we ate like breakfast, but you know, we were kind of looking forward to this and, um, oops, sorry. Um, we were looking, um, for like our plates and we're like where are they they're not in the downstairs kitchen so we go upstairs oh actually i go upstairs because artsy's like getting pulled everywhere and i was like i get it when you're running a, an event you're gonna get pulled places and i just know how that is because that's how i am like i people are calling my attention here and there but like it's not as in i don't say intense but dramatic as i'm seeing it um so i go upstairs and i see you know some other vendors and i'm like okay this is dope and I find a little like um, it's not even a little room, but it's a, a big room and it has a kitchen in it, like a little studio type thing. And 
we're we're outside so we don't see any of this we're we're blind to all of this that's going on inside we only hear music very very loud music you can't talk to anybody unless you're like inches from them and you would have lost your voice if you were there on the friday on the first day um so while i'm up there as soon as i walk up to the table where they're cooking there's fruit and i see a fly land on the pineapple and why i'm telling you this is because it's 40 degrees outside y'all why is there a fly is the first thing that I, I saw. And I was like, hmm. So there was another girl there. I didn't see her at any other point of this um, event, but that one moment in that kitchen. So I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm good on the fruit. Because once a fly touches food, I don't want it. But I had to go up there myself. I, I realize now I had to go up there myself to see how they were making her food. Spirit wanted me to bring the food to my people. So... That's what I did. Now, while I was up there, there is another character that I that we will be slowly introducing other characters here that we've met. But one of them is his name, Stephen. Um, and Stephen, shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to him because I'm about to say it like it is. But you're dressed like a vampire, bro. Um, tie, vest, almost like a three piece suit, almost at this festival. And I get that if that's the style, it's cool. But instant energy read vampire because no one is going to dress like that in the middle of the sticks. You know, you're going to dress comfy. You're going to dress like your way. But if that's his way, that's his way. Whatever. So we introduced ourselves there. He didn't even say hi to me there. He said hi to the people that were making the food. He said he enjoyed the food. So I was like, okay, like peeped it and then went. Um, Delivered the food to my people. We ate. And all of the people that were buying from us that first day were all vendors. I think maybe like one or two customers came through but other than that there was no customers y'all there was only vendors buying from vendors and we kept seeing the same people over and over and over we didn't see other people we knew there was other people that we didn't even connect with but they just weren't meant to connect with us for whatever reason um i go around during this day this first day and i'm passing out oils and whatnot um to people i i brought customer attraction oil because as a spiritual person at a spiritual event, I want to make sure, you know, I, I give my share of time and energy to to others because that's how you connect. That's how I connect, at least. And so I'm giving my card and, my, and the oil to help people prosper around. And I intentionally did this because that was my way of saying, like, yo, like, I see you. And so I go around and I finally get to this one table where there's shirts and it's shirts for the Soul Group Festival with a sigil on it. What kind of sigil is this? I don't know. But it doesn't call to me. It's not my type of style to begin with. Um, there's two, eld- I don't want to say elderly, but older. Um, older people. Because the, the crowd that you're seeing is like maybe mid-20s. I don't really know like the youngest age. But I'm going to say like early 20s to like maybe mid 30s late 30s like that's like the average age of the crowd like it's everyone's kind of in the same age group um so there's two specific people here their parents i believe of artsy i don't know if they are her parents i don't know whose parents or association these people are but they are just sitting there um they're not dancing they're not like talking to people they're just sitting there and the reason why I'm bringing these people up is because when I went, I was going to give an oil to this guy who had some kids running around. I thought this was his table. I didn't know this was Artsy's table in the beginning. 
Um, so I went and he left. And so the lady, she was sitting right there with the baby and immediately all my business cards fall to the ground. And I was like, oh, I peeped that. I'm not stupid. She did that because she wanted me to pick up the energy and she wanted me to try to like share this energy exchange, right? We're not doing that. So I was like, oh, here, here's the customer attraction oil is to help with, you know, gaining more customers because, you know, we have this this crowd expectancy coming. It'll be nice. So that way we can all make some money. That's that's we're all coming here to eat. We're at a big table bringing our, our what we're serving so others can eat and we can eat. So she's like, oh, OK, thanks. That's it. There was no other like what's in it. Oh, it smells nice. Nothing. Um pretty sure my business card burned her fingers because it has evil eye maybe maybe not i don't know um i i intentionally made my business cards to look the way they do for protection so if people try to do anything to them you can't it's not gonna work so um i go back outside that's pretty much how i sum up day one from my perspective <laughs> you dress like a vampire bro <laughs> sorry looking at the chat um Let's see here. I'll go ahead and give the floor to uh, Len. I'll, I'll just have it go down the row here. So Len, if you want to share your experience, your kind of summary of day one experience, that the floor is open to you. And then once you're done, Dragonfly can go next and then Rosie. Um, hi, y'all. I'm Len. Um. The first day experience for me, well, off the bat, I was like, oh, this is something. It's definitely off. But, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so you make the best out of any situation. But um, I was inside the mode. I think out of all of us four, I was in the, like, the most that first day, like, checking out products and, like, just connecting with people. But I could, I, after, like, Maybe like five minutes, I'm like, okay, yeah, let me just go outside. And mind you, it was freezing cold. Like, I was cold. We have blankets out here. Like, it was a very cold day for us. Um, but I would like go inside to like kind of warm up a little bit. But that first day, I was definitely interacting. I kind of was like naive looking back, but I was very like open and like in every honesty, like in every sense of way, like I would connect with anybody that. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, something up pretty good for the first day. So, yeah, dope. And you, dragonfly. I don't know if she's by her phone, but <laughs> Rosie, are okay, you? Okay, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, hi everyone. Um, first day for me. Uh, I really didn't get anything. It was too cold. <laughs> you definitely stayed. Um, yeah, I think you were the, me and you were like the ones at least went in. Yeah, I didn't go in very much at yeah. all. The music was way too loud. Very, very loud. Um, you couldn't stay in there for too long. That's for sure. Maybe just go into the bathroom and come back out. That's it. I couldn't mm -hmm. stay in there. Same. Okay. I really didn't feel anything energetically though. Um, yeah. Day one was very not, not day one. Yeah, not day one. Day one was very, very mask, y'all. Um, 
there wasn't it was like everyone's like oh hey hey girl like hey what's it going like the, those kind of vibes when you don't really know somebody so you're gonna have like that extra hype excited yes. energy. yeah um it is a mask um, that's the day one mask because uh, people don't really know each other yet um dope so i'll go ahead and pass the floor over to rosie to, to give her day one and then we'll move to day two um Rosie, can you unmute your mic? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, well, they pretty much said everything. Uh, as soon as we pulled up to the place, it was creepy AF. <laughs> Something you see in a movie. So right Bro. then and there, it was like, oh, uh, wait, is this where we're going to be? Yeah. And Really, there was nothing odd about it. The only thing was like everything, the energy felt still, like it was still. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, there was, like you said, not, they didn't know much about us. So they had their masks. Yep. Um, just for environment, I, as I realized, I didn't talk about the environment, but there was no life. Um, for me, there has to be life to know that I'm in a good place. I hear birds, I hear dogs, you know, you hear animals, um, you see flowers, you see, you know, different things. But where we were at was all dead plants. There was not one single live plant, which was a very big red flag to me because I have been, I have vended in places that were very similar energy to this. Not to say that the, every vending spot was a scam, but the blobs, this barn had a blob that it was yet to be seen, but it, we were already starting to peep it. Um, the environment was like wheat fields and we could hear frogs chirping in the distance. And it was just like that go one row kind of chirping. Um, we we left our tents up. We took all our stuff, even though they asked, oh, do y'all want to leave your stuff here in case, you know, somebody needs something? Uh, no, we're taking our stuff. Um, so we took all our products home um that's what we would pack up but we would leave our tablecloths and everything there um we go back you know day one of that and we you know like okay like we're just chilling we're, we got invited to the after party there was an after party that was available um we didn't go uh for one the address that was sent to us was wrong apparently the next day that we found out because when we looked it up it was an hour away from where we were at like at the barn um your girl ain't driving after 9 p.m an hour away so go be with people i don't know um that's just like instant no for me um also because it's late and we have to wake up early that's also like the other no we learn we come to find out that is a fake address it wasn't even like a real address it, or i say fake but it was a wrong address um but we did see that people were there there's a lot of people there and let me just rem put it out there that I saw a lot of people without masks. So I don't know how that's going to go, you know, being around that many people. We kept our mask on 99% of the time we were there. Um, this after party that we saw, we don't know what went down. We don't know how everyone connected. But I do know when you go to an after party, you're smoking with people, you're drinking, you, you're vibing, you're all in the same room. There's definitely an energy that's there that you're able to pick up and share. And since we weren't there they didn't know our energy 
So I'm, I'm putting that as context because you're about to find out what happens in day two. Um, day two, we wake up early. We get there. We wake up a little, you know, we don't go right at eight. We went like at 830, you know, set up and we're just there. Nobody is awake, y'all. No one is up. Actually, realistically, day two didn't start until like 12 p.m realistically um because we were just there chilling we we set up we were just waiting on them like i'm waiting on you that's the kind of vibe that that was there um there was other people you know like that were there also around us but it was like maybe like two other people three other people and maybe the dj i don't think the dj was up yet um so we're like all right everybody's up the festival starting at 12 p.m because originally it was supposed to start at nine um, it was like 11 or 12. And we had smoked a joint. Yes, we smoked a joint. Um, and I want to talk about this specific thing that happened. Because this is the start of where weird, weird shit's going to start happening. Um, I look in the distance and I see a shadow going really fast across the field. And I'm like, what's that? And I look and I see it's a bird. And I'm like, okay. So I look up again. And mind you, it's just a joint. It's like... I smoked weed for like 15 years of my life. Like <laughs> joint's not going to do me in. So um, I look up and I see a, a black figure in the distance. And this distance is pretty far out. Um, but I have glasses. The Rosie is 20-20 vision. And Len is glasses. I, I think um, Dragonfly is also glasses. I'm not sure. You can correct me on, on when it's your your platform <laughs> i forgot if you i don't think you wear glasses anyways um so i'm like oh y'all look at that that looks like a giant vulture over there and all of a sudden it started running y'all this black blob started running out of nowhere and it looked like it was slithering it looked like it was running like a cat it it was just shape-shifting in front of us it was the most weirdest shit i've ever seen in my life um because i've never seen anything like that like i i know i can shape-shift of style and like my hair and my wraps but like i'm not that kind of shapeshifter i don't know what that was um so it's saturday we're like okay it disappeared in front of us after we all saw it disappeared okay cool um we're fighting with the wind and there's lots of flies a lot more flies today than the day before and if you know me i'm not a fan of flies um they're definitely negative energy they represent negative energy there's anxieties there's stresses there's there's a lot of negative um energy that's associated with them and um i mean they have obviously they can have some good properties but in just my world i don't see them as positive beings so um we start to notice that we're not really alone outside um there's maybe like one person always in the distance from us just watching us um there's one girl, I don't know if this is the same girl that was vending near us. I don't know. I don't know who this person was. I'm just going to go with the, it's a girl. And she was doing like dances and stretches, but she was facing our our area. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, do you boo? Um, the morning, let me see this chat, see a message. Okay, I'll ask that question here for day two because it, it, it'll resonate more that question with day two. So um, we we see a bunch of flies 
and we're fighting with them. And this is a direct attack on us. That's the first red flag that we see because these flies are all in my area. They're not like by land. They're not like really bothering, you know, dragonfly too much. They're just, we're sitting in like a four, four square type of area. And so um, I'm saging the hell out of them. We're, we're, we're going. And we start to see some people come out. You know, people are starting to show up and I put up signs. I'm like vendors outside because uh, day one, nobody knew that we were outside. We were the only vendors outside. So I was like, oh, we're going to change that. So people know that we're outside because that's what we're here for. We're here to serve because we didn't come to play. And that's what I kept telling them. Um, so we start seeing, you know, people walk around. There's kids going in and out. It's fine. Whatever. Um, then we have in a weird situation, this weird energy comes over us and we're just kind of quiet. We don't know what it is, but in that moment when it became quiet, we had a customer come through. It was a, it was a couple, and we do have that customer with us, and they will share their story here. Um, actually, I'll, I'll give you the floor so that way, since that was like your moment, you have your name as Bruja. Hey, guys, I'm here. Okay, so, um, okay, so we got there... So let, let, let's just go back. Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, we drove out there, I want to say Friday. So for us, it was smooth sailing there and back. Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, like you said, it was like an all white town. Um, scary as hell. Um, yep. Luckily, my husband brought his gun with him because I told him like, to be, you know, this is, this is weird for me. It's like, yeah. I don't know why it would be in, in a security like a secluded location for for one but my husband thought well maybe it's like a midpoint for all the vendors because since all vendors were coming from different places so I said okay maybe maybe so Mm -hmm. we get there on Saturday um so around maybe 12 30 around there because my thing was when we left our hotel we were 30 minutes from the actual festival Mm -hmm. so we got there so I want to say maybe around 12, 30, 12, 45, we showed up there and I had my phone and I said, oh, let me get my tickets, um, you know, ready on my phone because we bought tickets mm-hmm. um, and we did a cash app to Artsy. And um, mind you, the tickets were 33, 33 each damn ticket. So, yep. OK, that's fine. You know, whatever. Um, so I cashed after her. And I was getting my phone out, getting it ready to, you know, have it like, you know, so I can show them because supposedly you were supposed to show that as your entry to get into the festival. Mm-hmm. So mind you, me and my husband get in there. Um, all eyes were on us because it looked like we were the only damn customers in there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we go in there and, you know, I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, we're early you know, which we weren't early. If it started at nine, we weren't early. We were, you know, yeah. so, which was fine, whatever, you know, some people come in late. Um, we started that's walking what, around. That's what we thought too on Friday, by the way, we were like, Oh, you know, it's Friday. It's a work day. People are still probably getting in. Saturday's going to be bigger. Like it's still early. I, I had the same mentality as you. Right. So, you know, we just, like I said, we just started walking around to each vendor, you know, checking everybody out. Um, 
trying to just, you know, support, you know, support everyone, buy something from everyone, because that was what I was there for, was there to support and, you know, support everybody's creation. That's what Mm -hmm. we go for. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, you know, and, and like you said before, and I'm not here to mock anybody. I'm not here to down anybody because what I'm telling you, I've already told the, I've already told the host myself. Yeah. Um, this shit, I'm sorry. This location was something out of damn Texas chainsaw massacre. Okay. This was like Leatherface was going to come and freaking look for your ass because this is how secluded it was. That's yep, how secluded it was. it was. Um, which is like I said, it's their business if that's what they wanted to do, but no reception. Um, it was dangerous. It was a potential it was, it dangerous, wasn't a dangerous situation. Yes, dangerous situation. Um, you know, and and which was, you know, kind of scary to me. So, you know, like I said, we did go around to each table, you know, bought it, you know, bought things from people. Um, someone did tell us that you guys were outside. Someone was like, oh, there's other vendors outside. So we went outside and that's when we bought some stuff from you guys and seen you guys out there. Um, Can I we just say back- real quick, when we saw, uh-huh. when I saw you, I was like, oh my God, it's Ogun and Yemaya. Like, that's the first thing that came to my mind as soon as I saw your colored shirts. I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, they checking on us because something's off. Like they, yeah. they definitely were working through y'all for real. Like, cause mm-hmm. you know, it was just the exchange and the energy um, connection that needed to happen for that day. Yeah, with exactly. But I just wanted and, to mention that cause it was, woo, yeah. So we, loud. yeah. So we're always protected all the time, you know, no matter what, but Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I went to each one of your guys' table and each one of you, you know, explained your guys' product, which was good. Um, mm-hmm. we went to each vendor's table inside and like I explained to the host, you know, myself, I said, not some of most of the tables had no, no, um, there, you know, the person there, the actual person who was selling the product. Mm-hmm. So half the tables had nobody there. So I was like, well, how? is anybody going to explain their product if they're not at their damn table? Right. You know, so to me, that's, you know, unprofessional, but whatever. Maybe they went to the bathroom. Maybe they got sick. Who the hell knows? But after we went to see you guys and we got our products, you know, we went back and we, you know, bought some products from other people. Yeah. The music was too loud. I mean, there was no need for that, to be honest, because there was no damn customers. I didn't see no other customers there, but me and my husband. Okay, so I think y'all were the only real customers. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see anybody and I, you know, and I did tell, you know, the host the same thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course, you know, I was told that there was more customers on Friday and Sunday, which I wasn't there because I didn't stay too long because of the reason that I just didn't feel comfortable. One, I didn't feel comfortable because I thought something, some shit was going to pop off Two, Mm -hmm. my husband was like, no, let's just go, you know, because there was really no reason for me to continue to be there. Yeah. I mean, it was just a bunch of vendors, which is fine. But in all reality, I've never gone to an event where I had to freaking pay to get in just to buy products from other people because I've gone to, you know, um, craft shows in Chicago and, Mm -hmm. I've never had to pay to for a ticket to get in. If anything, they've done like uh, donations for like the homeless people or, yep. 
you know, dogs good, or whatever good causes. the case is. Good yeah, causes. Good causes. Right. Good causes. So I've only done that, but never had to like pay a ticket and then you don't even check my ticket. And I, and I explained that, you know, I said, well, what was the purpose of my purchase? Because was it to pay for the venue or what was, what was the purchase? You know, what was the reason? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I was just told that, you know, I was pointed out. So they knew I was with that person, which, okay, that's fine because me and this person have, you know, we're, we're okay. We're cool. But at the same time, it's like, I was telling my husband, I was like, unless they, unless this person didn't really know that he was also under the influence of some shady shit, but unfortunately, I mean, you know, only, only a person can tell, you know, themselves. But after that day, we didn't stay too long because I had a specific feeling before I got there. I told my husband, let's just go. I am not staying for the whole day. I will stay just for a little bit, um, get what I need to get, and I'm gone. We didn't stay. Maybe we stayed an hour, maybe hour and a half, if that, and we left because I did not feel comfortable after that. And my husband was livid because he said the same thing. He's like, why would they have it here? It was a dangerous location. Now, mind you, we're in Arkansas. It is a lot of white people, um, you know, and you have a specific area. Yeah. A lot of white people. Yeah. And then you have a barn with a whole bunch of African-Americans, some, you know, some Latin, like, come on, like that field, somebody can kill you and leave you right there. And nobody will know you were there. Facts. Straight facts on that one. Yeah. Um, So. I mean, that was just my experience. I mean, other than that, I would not ever buy a ticket to go into um, a craft show or any festival to go and support small businesses. That's not the point. The point is, is that I'm there to support your business. So I'm giving you my money. I'm not going to pay for a ticket to go into this venue or any kind of any craft show. I've never seen that. This is the first Mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. Like we have our, you know, we do our events and stuff here in, in our space and we don't charge. It's, it's small businesses. Like how, why are you going to, it should be free, free or donation. But if like, you're going to be charging for tickets, you should be able to get something out of it. And I know one of the, the main like selling points for the tickets was also like the performances, but these performances were also just up and coming people People who have probably been in the game for a minute, but haven't been recognized or, you know, what, or just freshly starting and wanting to be recognized, whatever the case is with each performer. um, Definitely. You can tell like there was no crowd, like they were filming video of performances and there was no crowd. Like I can only imagine what the performers were thinking or feeling when you, you know, you get the vibe off of people the crowd what what they're seeing from you um so i i don't know if that was a selling point to like a, a a factor that they were doing in the ticket sales i don't know if that was the case they just i know it's just accumulation of everything and um yeah i i want to say it was probably like you and maybe five other customers that we legitly saw um if there was more customers then we never saw them but every time we went to the car we honestly didn't see like a hundred people like I can tell you for sure we did not see a hundred people I think mm-hmm. at most that on that Saturday because day one I even I would even mention wow I'd even mention this day one there was a, a, a vendor there who served her purpose 
She sold and connected with the people she needed to connect to, and she left. She was absolutely livid. You could right. feel it off of her. I gave her an oil, and she was like, oh, thanks. But it was very short and cut. And like I was like, oh, girl, I feel you on this. So um, there was people who didn't stay after the first day. There were people who left early. Um, the the uh, day two, there was less people. But the first day, we did not see 44 vendors. There was no 44 vendors that we saw. It was maybe like 15 or 20 at right. that. So well, um, what I can say, too, is mm-hmm. that day that we were there, I mean, not saying that because all the vendors that were there were, you know, polite, you know, they were all polite. Mm-hmm. They were all, you know, saying hi and everything like that. And, um, you know, but what I didn't like was that I did walk in there, obviously had my phone ready for you to check my ticket because that's what the hell I pay for. Mm-hmm. And then the same person that I cash app comes and gives me a hug like it's nothing. And I'm thinking, well, you should know who I am because, you know, if you were, if I was point, if we were pointed out to this person, which is artsy, Mm -hmm. then you just came up and gave me and my husband a hug. Like it was nothing. But, you know, I thought maybe at that moment she was going to say like, let me check your ticket or whatever, you know, even, even though, but still she did not which, which again is fine. Because like I said, we, we were, um, what is it? We were out of 66, 66, right? So whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I told my husband, I said, you know, we were there for a good cause. We were trying to be supportive mm-hmm. and the universe is going to bless us back because we were there as genuine people. We weren't there on no other stuff, Preach. but um, that type of stuff, I just don't like. I just think that it's, it's rude. It's unprofessional mm-hmm. and you know, they shouldn't do any kind of festival trying to get tickets. Now I can see if they were doing the festival and they said like donation is welcomed, any donation, then I can see that you're, you know, at least you're asking for something Mm -hmm. that can help towards something, whether it's food, whether it's the, you know, the actual hall or something, then it was real. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, like taken advantage of in a way I wouldn't have thought like that but at mm-hmm. this point I did and you know and I kind of you know addressed it to the person I said hey you know what was the reason but you know now if they would have just been honest and say hey you know we're doing a donation base any donation is um you know good then I would have been like all right cool you know I wouldn't have minded to donate it you know to donate money and you could have used it to whatever the hell you wanted but since it mm-hmm. wasn't done in a good way I feel like now I will never do it again. Same. Same. On festivals, out of town, on connecting with people who message me instead of me messaging them, like stuff like that. Like I I get people like showing up and like giving opportunity and stuff. But the first comment that I ever got, uh, it was Artsy who invited me to the festival out of nowhere. We didn't have any mutual followers, nothing like that. And I was like, oh, this might be like one of those DM to collab type of accounts that I always get. So I was like, no, I'm not going to like message. I was like, oh, if it's like real, like I said it to myself only, like if it's real, then they'll message me. And like an hour later, she messaged me like at 11 p.m. And that's when I, I round up the team and, you know, started to get things together. But um, that's a really good way to to give the customer experience, because that's literally how it was the first day, too. There was no ticket 
watcher, taker, or whatever. Um, there's performances, but there was no crowd. Realistically, there was no crowd, but the vendors. The vendors were the crowd inside. Um, I also did not mention that... I left that apart. Sorry, guys. Um, day one, we did meet Steven at night, though. We didn't meet him during the day. Sorry, Jax is barking. Um, he introduced himself, and he made he, he kept making it a point to say that he was meeting everybody personally. He wanted to say hi and meet everybody personally, and that he was a poet. And I was like, oh. He's like, yeah, I'm still figuring out my abilities and stuff, still getting to know, but I know my words have power. A lot of, like, very calling things that, you know, you don't you wouldn't think of right away right it takes a second but um you know we were he was nice the first day mask was nice i'm gonna say the mask was nice um everybody was polite obviously but day two is really where we're about to get down because after bruja and her husband left because mind you there was also just little things that were happening too like we couldn't they had to pay cash like we that physical exchange of energy needed to happen oh yeah that's another that, thing. Now that you brought yep. that up. So when we got our products from you guys and you guys were each explaining your products, everything was going smooth. When we got to um, Rosie, Rosie, and we were trying to do the cash app with her for some reason, it wasn't going through. And I tried it. Then my husband tried it. It just was not working. It was just like, you know, then I went to when I went to your table and I did it went through right away. Yeah. So I just told my husband, I was like, Bobby, just pay her, you know, just pay her cash because obviously it wasn't working, but mm-hmm. it was something was there that was trying to block us from either giving her the money. But thank mm-hmm. God we had money, you know, cash because mm-hmm. I was like, we're there to, you know, you know, buy product. So, yeah. So that from from that perspective, um, we um, did cash app with you and I, I don't know if we did it with um with dragonfly uh, and yeah Lenny. with dragonfly i think we just i don't know if he gave her cash or not i think he gave her mm-hmm. cash and he gave um yeah the other girl cash but for rose yeah rosie we couldn't even we couldn't even do it through cash app because it would not go through and i kept saying well damn i know how to do the cash app i don't know why it's not going through but something was blocking it mm-hmm. from us doing it and that was like you know some kind of sign like why would it just block her, but it let me do it for you? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it was it's very something. weird. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. we definitely took it as like, because we had a cash box, of course. So we took it as um, that was like the extra energy of protection from like Orishas. Like that was just the energy because we, I immediately saw you guys as like the, man, like the channeled manifestations of like them checking in with us to see like what was yeah. up. Because we had a lot of that happening with different orishas and um not orishas but like deities in general so like even the poet um when he came out to meet us um immediately i saw a moth fly out of our tent and i was like oh you're associated with thoth like that's immediately what i said because he wrote poems and thoth is one of those deities that you write and do all that kind of stuff with um and that was the manipulation on my end because they already had known in an interview and i'm calling it out now because i see things i see things in a very in-depth level and in that interview i showed my statue of thoth i explained a little bit about him i didn't go into all my deities and everything like that but i did i definitely shared a little bit about me of course and that was definitely used in manipulation to gain trust to be in our area and our space for this vampire um 
It was very weird. So um, I'm about to switch over into the darker night because things start to get a little weird. Um, we after Bruja and her husband left, um, we didn't really have any customers. You know, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And there was music. I think we ended up eating food um, and, and seeing Stephen read his poetry. And this is something that really is going to call out to to y'all because y'all going to recognize that this man is really a vampire because um, neither of us, and I say neither of us, is me, Rosie, Dragonfly, and Lenny. We were all there inside the building. We left our stall there because there was nobody outside. And um, we tried to listen and watch his poetry. He made it an effort as a energy vampire to get everybody's attention on him and i'm just calling like i see it y'all so i know there's gonna be like people hey that's not right but i'm just saying like i see it if it's wrong you can that's your opinion but this is how i took it so he was giving his poetry and it was great he's he's a great writer however um the way that we heard it and the way that we couldn't see him there was just things that we couldn't hear it was like those little moments that we kept missing or disconnecting from him, it was those moments that he kept pulling everybody else in with him that we just spirit made sure that we were not getting sucked in. And so um, we ate some food. Um, it was called Rasta Pasta from what I believe from one of the vendors and it was donation based. And so me and, and Len were there and I was like, oh, you know what? Let's give him a donation, you know, for the exchange. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, you know what? There's, there's four of us. I was like, we can do like, you know, $5 a plate, like $20, I think that would be good. And so we got a drink too. There was food and a drink. It was like 4 p.m. And she tried to pay. She sent the cash app. And we didn't see until way later that the cash app never went through. For whatever reason, Spirit also blocked that transaction. And um, I guess they also noticed that we didn't send the donation for whatever reason so this is where things start to come off with mask wise because uh len goes to go get a drink and there's instant shit talking and i'm I'm sure there's gonna be a battle when they hear this to say oh we weren't shit talking no we know because we heard it and we felt it you're in a spiritual environment with spiritual people you can't play this so um it was oh look at her she's got she's getting that juice like she owns it no we heard it um and that's rude that's very rude to do especially to people who are sharing their time and energy with you so um we we gave thanks we we were completely polite we had no we didn't give any reason to for people to not like us maybe because we weren't inside maybe because we didn't go to the after party i don't really care um so we go back outside we do our thing the sun's starting to set we put up our walls because of the cold it's like 40 degrees still it's a nice day but now it's starting to get cold um we came prepared with like a heater we we, we came prepared the second night um during the second night there's a guy this black guy he has dreads um i'll say his name because i i, I don't i really don't care like I'm going to expose people for how, how we saw it. Like, this is just the truth. So his name's Starlander, definitely associated with, with Steven um, to some degree on the same wavelength of airbender or vampire or whatever. And Starlander comes in and out just watching us from whatever. Like, even the first day he was doing that. And it was like he was just trying to figure out how to talk to us. He would say something, and I was like, oh, okay, like, 
I would just react, but I was, I didn't even hear what he said. None of us did. And so day two, he comes out and I, we can tell he's on something because the, the, the energy is very weird. Um, I know mushroom vibes. I know weed and mushroom vibes. I don't do anything else but the two. Even then, mushrooms is very rare. So with this guy's energy, he's he's acting really weird, which is why I said it was mushroom vibes. But it could have been like LSD. It could have been anything. But I'm going to say mushroom vibes because that's just what I know. And so um, this dude stood there and looked at us and spirit literally put our heads down. I was making something um, the other two were doing something and um, the fourth person left. They couldn't even, they, did, they there was no alignment there to be in that same area with that person. So he jingled his keys, y'all. He jingled his keys to try to get our attention like fishes and hooks, like he's going fishing. We still didn't give him his attention. So um, there's a weird video that happened, I think, either before this or after this um, encounter that's on his Instagram that has our backdrops, my evil eye backdrop. If you know my page, you know the evil eye design that I use, you will see that. And you will see another backdrop with a um, meditation person outline type of thing. It's a very weird video on his thing. It's literally Starlander is, is his name. He is an airbender. Don't stay on that page too long because he does uh, try to connect with people. So like glance at it and then block it if you need to, whatever you got to do. Um, anyways, so I didn't really care for the guy. I had no connection. There was just nothing there to connect with um, realistically for me. And he in that video, you can hear us talking. And so that to me tells me that he was just sitting there listening to us talk about him to some degree because we were just like, yo, he's definitely on something is definitely what we said. Um, and, but then we also started to notice that he was obsessed with Lenny and this is where things start to get really weird y'all because, um, as the night starts to come down, the stars are beautiful. The stars are beautiful. I definitely will say that is a great spot for stars, but we're not there for the stars. And so, um, Rosie and Lenny go you know, out to the field, they put a blanket down, we're looking at the stars, we're, you know, we're experiencing a little bit of, of the nature. And all of a sudden, like even Dragonfly, all had encounters when they went out there. I didn't go out there for long by myself either. I knew my limits. I knew where I needed to stay because that's just what I was called to do. Um, but I know Dragonfly heard kids laughing. Rosie saw lights you know, they all experienced something that was out that border there that was trying to call them into the trail, into the woods. Some creepy shit, y'all, I'm telling you. So um, we're like, all right, it's like 8.30, I think 8 o'clock. We're like, you know what? I don't really think anyone else is coming. Like, it's late. If anybody was going to come, it would have been like at 7. I was like, let's start packing up. And so everybody's inside dancing. And while we're packing up, we're dancing. And it's like an energetic um, repel, I guess you can say, because music is very um, enticing. It's very manipulating. And this DJ also was an energy vampire because he knew what he was doing with this with his music. He knew what he was doing. Uh, I'm calling it out like it is because we also noticed things about him. We, we'll talk about that on day three. Um, so everyone's an energy vampire essentially i'm gonna say it like that and we know which ones that are not because they can come into our tent and they can chill there they can talk to us but 
to other people who could not stand to even look at us. Oh yeah, we knew we, we can see y'all. Um, so Starlander is on the balcony at a diagonal. So where he's at, he can look down and see us, but it's not like directly aligned with us. It's like at this weird catty corner type shit. And so um, he's up there and he's looking off, you know, into the abyss darkness that is the woods. And that's the best way to describe it because there's no lights. And so that's how we knew he was on something because he was just staring out, not moving. He was like a statue, y'all. And as soon as someone told me they saw him doing that, I was like, yo, he's in the astral. When you're on shrooms, you're in the astral instantly. You're doing whatever. And so um, I was like, that's weird. Let's get the hell out of here. And so we got our stuff. We packed up. And he was watching us pack up the whole time. We saw, we saw you. <laughs> we saw you, man. Uh, I know he's going to listen to this be like, oh, I wasn't doing that. No, we saw you. Um, we packed up. It didn't, I mean, he was there. He's going to watch us. He's going to watch us, whatever. And so we zipped up, cleaned up, went out, and we were in the car by 9-11. So just after closing hours. And um, we left, right? Our van is black with Texas plates. And the, there was a car in front of us that left at the same time as us that was also black. It was a car. And the license plate had 1333 on it. And I was like, yep, guys with us. All right, cool. We're, we're going to be good. Um, they go left and we go right. And as we take this road, this is a very long road that we're on. Um, there's a lot of curves, a lot of sharp turns. No, like, actual turns off into streets, but just, like, curves, like, really sharp curves. And there's no lights. Thank goodness Spirit has us blessed with this van because this van is a Pacifica Chrysler 2021, y'all. <clears throat> I'm just going to say it. I want this van. It's the best van I've ever driven. So I'm just going to say that there. I'm not promoting this shit, but like, it's a nice van. Um, so we're driving and maybe about five minutes, maybe. I'm going to say five minutes after leaving. We all feel the energy shift. And it's a, an urgent, like, ooh, kind of energy. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure someone else will be able to explain this a little bit better. But the energy was just alarming. And something was telling me put on the music. And I was like, okay, I'm going to finish this song. And we, we start opening up my, my Spotify. And immediately Rosie goes, yeah, yeah. Um, can you put on your ancestor music? Because I hear that right now in my head. And I was like, I got you. Say less. Um, so I put, I started to put that on. And immediately Lenny starts to cry. And she goes, I don't know why I feel so overwhelmed right now. I feel like I want to cry. Like, I don't know what's happening. And I was like, oh, shit. And that's the oh, shit moment. Because I was like, something's happening. Because why there, why would there not be anything happening? And so... Um, Immediately after Lenny says that, Rosie goes, I believe we're being chased by something. And so um, we're being ambushed. That's pretty much what it is. We're being ambushed by something. And so we have to keep driving. I have my window down singing very loudly by ancestor music, traditional uh, Sandaria ancestor music. Like I am singing my shit out and um, I can see the road very clearly. I am driving the best that I can at night. I'm not trying to slow down. I'm not trying to stop. Um, 
I want to to note that like definitely I don't know if all people were doing things at this festival. I don't know if everybody was doing other drugs and shit. I just know that there were drugs. And of course, like anywhere else, people are going to bring their shit. So um, I can't say that he was the only one, but it's definitely it had to be him the way that the uh, we saw everything leading up to this. Um, so we're driving and I'm calling on the spirit team. Yeah, if y'all have known me for the years that you've known me, or if you're just new, I work with a lot of different people. I'm not someone that just goes around and playing with spirituality. I don't I don't play with people's energy, time, or money. So um when we were driving, um and the music keeps going, Papa Like Bob music comes on. And I'm like, Yup, Papa got us. Like Papa always has us when we get together. Like he he knows, not my babies. That's what we kept here. Not my babies. Nope. So there is a crossroads that we lead up to that we have to turn off. And so right before we en- we get to this crossroads, we f- we smell a skunk. And I was like, oh, there it is. Our tracks have been covered, deterred. That's pretty much what it is. Because you smell a skunk, you don't want to be going into the skunk smell. So we take our left. We keep driving. We get home. I say home, but it's Airbnb. And... We immediately take everything down that we need to. We cleanse. We lock the car. We get inside and we start to just digest. What the fuck was that? Um, mind you, as soon as I got into the car, just so y'all know, I immediately see, immediately said something is off. Something is very weird. Like, what the fuck? And what the fuck was really the key phrase for this entire trip was what the fuck? Um so yeah, no, we were we were there in the Airbnb digesting and figuring things out. We pieced every fucking thing together. That's right, Soul Group Festival. We pieced every fucking thing together. Even if you didn't think as deep as we think, we saw everything. We saw how everything connected. We saw whose role was where, and we saw what was happening. And so um, we went, and um, we went that night. And we made mixes because our mixes needed to be um, done. We did a protection blend and we did a sweet blend, sweet positive blend to, you know, cover the tracks essentially. And so we used those on our day three. Um, I won't go into much more about that because I want to give the space, the floor space to the rest of the crew that was there. Um, pretty much that's the summary of what I'm giving because everyone's going to piece in their their experiences and their perspectives on this but I'm going to go ahead and give the floor now to uh we'll do the same order as last time so I'll go with I'll start with Lenny and then we'll go Dragonfly and then Rosie okay yeah so that Saturday was the most adventurous day so um during the daytime like after 5 p.m there was a girl that was giving like ancestor reading and I always thought that was dope. So I'm like, oh, bet I'm going to get a reading done. It was with a deck of cards that I wanted to buy, but I was like, nah, it's not my time yet. So the reading done with her and she was just like, oh, you know, your loved one is here. And she's asking me, what do you have for protection? I'm like, oh, I got my evil eye and I got a bracelet, but nothing crazy, you know, like nothing crazy. She was like, oh, I have this bracelet that I just made that, if you see it, you'll know, like, it's for you. And I'm like, oh, bet. And I saw it, and it was, like, the most beautiful bracelet ever. It was unicorn. It was dope. I'm like, oh, this is, like, I have to have it. So I bought it. Then the girls will hop in the reading and whatnot. And then we just start cleaning up. 
And as we're heading on the way home, I feel the energy um, changed, but it felt like I was getting suffocated. Like the air was coming out of me because I couldn't even talk clear. Like I was just like, like gasping for air. And I'm like, oh my God, like something's wrong. And like, I just feel where my bracelet was on the right side of my hand. And I just feel some like trying to like a force coming out of it. Like it was a going against something and it was very strong. I couldn't even lift my hand up. Like I couldn't even move if I wanted to. But I was just like, oh my God, let me stay calm because this is freaking me out. Like it was intense. Like I remember like yep. being scared. And I was just like, I was like, yo, look in this bag and spray yourself. I was the most grounded, calm one. Like I had to be because obviously I was driving. But like I was like, yo, Lenny, look in the bag and, and just spray yourself. Start spraying. But she ended up finding two of my rose quartzes and just held on to those. And that's what kind of kept me back grounded. But it was freaking me out. And then on top of that, I couldn't even see outside. Like, it was foggy. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, how is Jaya seeing? Like, I couldn't see. Like, it was just, like, um, the vision that I was just getting. Like, I could see something was trying to grab me. And I was just getting the vision. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't even acknowledge it. Like, if I would have acknowledged it, it would have freaked me out even more. So I was just like... Oh, let me take a deep breath and let me just hope for the best because shit really got serious in that moment. And I think, and then everything kind of led up to us just cleansing and started like putting things together that happened earlier that day. So that's really what I, from my point of view. Oh my God, that was, it was pretty intense for sure. Uh, the floor is open for... Oh, actually, I'm sorry, Lenny. I do have a chat question for you. Um, let me, there's a lot of chat questions. Ooh, hang on. Let me, let me pause this real quick. Okay, so the chat question for Len and Dragonfly, so for Lenny, um, was there anything that stood out from the crowd or the energy? For what, from the venue or the card ride? Um, the venue, like the, the crowd there and the energy there. Honestly, on Friday, no, everything was on like, okay, like cool. Saturday by Saturday night, things just felt like a movie, like very slow. Like I could tell when somebody wanted to get our attention really bad because things would just slow down and I could feel the force of spirit keeping me moving along. Like if somebody tried to stop to get my attention, I could just feel a push. Like looking back at it, like you could easily pinpoint all the odd moments because it was really slowed down for you. Like, mm -hmm. that's really what I could say. Damn. No, that's the best way to say it. Let me tell you, while I'll have you on, let me read these chats. Um, so, so one one person says, that sounds like they were trying to trap people there. How do you take a group of predominantly colored people and witches in Arkansas that doesn't sound safe at all? Another person said, wow, her total was 6666. That most deaf planned them going. Um he asked for his charger before the keys. I don't know which part on that was that, but apparently the video is still up on Starlander. Um, oh, and Rosie wanted to remind us that Starlander did try to throw something on the floor. So do you want to talk about that, Len, real quick? Like that encounter, like repetitive encounter with him <clears throat> that um, he kept trying? This is the part that I would definitely say follow the matrix. Yeah, We were walking. I was walking with Rosie. And I just saw him, like, throw something so slow motion. I could see it landing. And I was going to pick it up. But I just felt like a walking forward. I was like, but 
I'm going to keep walking forward because we were actually looking for the coffee maker or like to get hot chocolate, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we went to the kitchen and he ended up coming to the kitchen. He was talking. He brought up the bracelet. He was like, oh, I just happened to find it. And I'm like, oh, then maybe it's your lucky day. And he was like, oh, I don't think so. And then he just like went over it and he kept trying to like get my attention. I was just like, oh, oh well, well, bye. But we ended up did like our touching at one point like towards the end I was just like okay like he still kind of keep on with like trying to get my attention because then right after that he came out and asked for the charger and then when the last thing he did was the keys but he just constantly just tried to like it was just the way that it happened was like so freaky because and then I'm like you threw the bracelet he was like oh I was demonstrating how I found the bracelet but it was just like I don't know like thinking about that moment like still creeps me it was creepy <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and he kept coming out I, that's what the charger part the comment was he kept asking about like oh do y'all have this charger and we're like no like we didn't find a charger like we've been out here so I, I can't tell you like we were all like no like we were very like he was very confused and we were very confused with him um every the last of these comments um just say that they are definitely picking up what we're putting down essentially about his vibe and that the six, 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 I think I put too many sixes, but the four sixes are definitely a bad omen number. Um, I don't always see them bad, but I definitely agree in the situation that definitely was like a heads up. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, let's go. Since dragonfly cannot come on. Also like this definitely was more Lenny focused too. Um, Rosie, do you want to chime in with your day two experience and all those little moments? Um, yes, because that was a freaky experience. Um, yes. Day two. Uh, was that with the, the shapeshifter? Shapeshifter, Starlander. Okay. Well, yeah, me and... Mm, my, my, what am I calling you? Lynn? No. You. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just Okay. Me, yeah. Oh, me, me and her were like the ones who seen that object first. Like, yeah. what the fuck is that? We were like, what the fuck is that? Like, we saw it at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. It was weird. And we were both like, hmm, is that a bird? A fucking snake? Or a Yo. cat? It really like, shifted into all those animals. Yeah. Like, what the? And then it disappeared. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I know we, we're all looking at that, right? Y'all all mm-hmm. saw that? Like, that shit was, like, yo, that shit was crazy. Okay. And then another thing. Um, yeah, the first day I did stay inside the barn. I did notice, but I did not go up to the tables. I'm just, you know, gazing at everything. You know, just feeling everybody's vibes, feeling their energies from the product. I could not feel nothing. I got nothing. Everybody had a mask on their table too. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when, oh, that's when we got drawn upstairs. Ah, let's talk about that. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. even mention upstairs besides mm-hmm. the food. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I kept saying, you know, hey guys, there's more vendors upstairs. And they kept saying, no, there's not. You know, no, no, everybody's downstairs. And I'm like, no, guys, there's vendors upstairs. And they're like, no, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go check it out. There was maybe like two vendors 
it was like two it, or three yeah yeah two yeah but okay the vibe up there yo was weird it was just off mm-hmm. like the second day it, it was off the vibe was off like i don't know we didn't know what was gonna happen but they did mm-hmm. they definitely had to have known something was gonna go down there's that de- there's definitely like you can't sit here and tell me they didn't know anything you have to right. know something, especially since you're connecting with all these other people. Like if yes. someone has their own agenda, then someone has their own agenda, but it's still under your event. You know, you should be knowing what's going to go on in your event, you know, yeah. instead of like not having control. Um, do you want to give oh. your perspective on the on the. Oh, uh, and let me talk about uh, the exchange, because, yes, that ooh. was weird. That was go weird ahead. because, um, you know, it didn't work for me at all and then when she when she was trying it it wasn't working at all when her husband tried it um my name popped up but not my picture it was somebody else on your cash app yes on the cash app and I was like oh no that's not me so then that's when we finally did you know the cash exchange and definitely meant to happen that way you automatically gave me that money too and I was like why are you giving me this money yeah yeah because I was like here yeah she's like hold it I'm like no here she's like okay yeah, oh, I just went with it. Right after, right after they left, I had a, another customer. But even before he put his phone over my code to Cash App, it it scanned it and my name popped up. With your picture. With my picture, it was a correct Cash App, and he's wow. and he said, uh, "I didn't even put my phone on it." Because <laughs> Lynn heard that also. Yep. And I was like, "What the fuck, yo? Like that? Whoa." yeah that was, crazy. Uh, that was pretty crazy um, yeah and then uh wait the second day was when i started feeling disconnected already from starlander, starlander. Yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah because he was very uh um aggressive with it he was very aggressive like yeah you, you would definitely like leave physical. every time i don't mean physical you know it, it was more like like he was mentality like his, his he was mentally aggressive like yeah actually i didn't even mention to everybody um this dude starlander uh even though it, the signs are there i have passion try vibes on the the sign everything everything <laughs> and then rosie has her sign her big banner that you literally cannot miss like he goes oh this is the steamy lotus ball tent. and i was like um no this is the passion try vibes tent right we were correcting oh. him and he was still like no i'm gonna call y'all off he, yeah stuff. yeah he was like he was trying to trigger me and i was like okay bro whatever you want to do like i don't give a shit you're not buying for me anyway so he was just there on the edge of our tent the whole time he didn't come in like the one time he did come in it was take a picture of your banner and that was it it wasn't like um you know it wasn't to be interested in what we had genuinely yeah had. yeah yeah he, to see what we were about how we worked how we moved you know, yeah so he, he wanted to see how far he can get but that was the only time he came into our tent he didn't come into our tent any other time besides that it was it was when you weren't there when right. you weren't yeah there. and every time he came in the room guys every time he went outside or was in the same vicinity as me i was out i could mm-hmm. not be in the same room at all no joke. yeah it she would literally pull away do you want to touch on the the nights you know how like you guys went on that hey and all oh, that um, all stuff. Well, you know what? That was actually a fun night because we got to let our inner child out. 
Like, we got to run in the field. Like, we were fucking just running and laughing. Like, I don't do that. I'm out of shape. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was nothing. I mean, that was nothing normal for me. And I was like, what the hell? But, you know, we climbed on the haystacks. Like, what the hell? These are big haystacks, guys, okay? Yeah. And we're not little people. We're pretty hefty. So it's like, how the fuck we get up there? It's all adrenaline. It was all adrenaline. But luckily, us being light, you know, we still shined our way through. And we made it to the top. And it was so beautiful up there. But it was a weird feeling like weird we all took pictures um we won't be posting these pictures but i'll describe them um the pictures that you guys have shared with us in the group chat um it was um it was like it looked like smoke or like like something like surrounding us like all the clouds like all the trees nothing was like in sharpness if that makes sense everything looked blurred around on the outside and not like in a photography like oh the lens just messed up no like every picture that you would see with the trees and the sunset just looked like smoke yes totally agree um so you saw a spirit in the field uh when i was walking after she heard that, after she heard the giggling, oh, after Dragonfly heard giggling of the of the children's spirits, um, you said like you saw like a white light. Oh, that's when we were at the stars. That's when. Uh, okay, that's the running. After the haystack, we ran back. <laughs> we're still running, guys. We ran back to our <laughs> spot, and we were like, "Hey, let's get the blanket." Oh, because uh, the one you made the crown for was like, "Hey, somebody said." if you go out here and look at the stars at night it's something that like you've never seen it'll make you think you can grab the stars so we're like no we call bullshit no lie guys that was amazing we grabbed our blanket like some little kids and laid it out on the ground thank heavens we laid it down on the ground because that was our barrier from the evil evil ground that was seeping under us yep and we just, we laid down at the stars and we just, uh, me and Lynn were just, you know, we had our moment and it was just like meditation. And then out of nowhere, a light, just like, whoosh. and I'm like, wh-? like, I was so terrified. I almost ran. And Lynn was like, were you going to leave me here? <laughs> I was like, girl, it, this is like a haunted house type shit. It was yeah. scary. You don't see that shit. Yeah. There was like spirits walking by, like. It was, it was, there was a lot of spirits. Um, yeah, that, that shit, I, I mean, I didn't go out there by myself. I was like, not that I was scared of spirits because I'm really not, but like, this is a, a, a area that is not mine. Like, I don't want to know what's out here. Um, yeah, and we always stayed in twos. Yes, we never, we never really went by ourselves. We were always in the vicinity of one another or together. Um, do you want to touch on um, the car ride home? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, what led up to that was, I don't know, something just kept telling me to keep, keep an eye on, keep an eye on him, you know, keep an eye on this, this fella. So that's what I was doing. And I made sure, you know, to keep an eye on him. So I look at the balcony and he is doing whatever he's doing. And I'm like, yo, uh, can we pack up? Uh, 
And so I was like, yep, right. let's go. I was like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> we yeah, packed up and, so fast, y'all. And then as we were packing up, we were saying something's going to happen. Something we felt gonna it. Happen. And but you know what it was? We thought it was something that it was in the barn or the after party, but it was us. That's what that's what I'm going to say it was. It was like the thing that we were feeling that something was going to happen that night to like, I don't know, expose or something. Something was going to happen, but it was actually what we were feeling is for us in that car ride. Definitely. Okay, How do so you feel on the car ride? Uh, when we were taking off, um, I didn't I didn't feel right at all. It was like, hmm, it didn't sit well with me what he was doing, you know? So I was just, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And then finally, it, your ancestor song popped into my head, that certain song, the, the bells, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, that popped into my head. And I'm just like, you know, I, like Lynn, I felt like I couldn't say anything either. That's why my words were very limited. So Everything was, like, was very quiet in that car ride. But it wasn't yes. like to talk, nobody could talk yeah and i was like uh yeah yeah can you put that music on she's like what music i said the the one you play because i hear it i hear it in my head and i i need to hear that song right now so she plays it and i'm like whoo like i instantly feel you know a little bit better a little bit calmer but right before we left that's when we noticed on his instagram that he posted that what he posted and we seen his intentions through that picture. And right then and there, it was like, yo, no, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, halfway, not even halfway, like maybe like 10 minutes in, I get this ugly feeling and I'm looking out the window and I'm just like, uh. We were talking about, I just remember, we were talking about that weird shit that he was doing. And that's what. And you know what? We said like, oh shit, at the same time. And I was like, oh fuck. And you're like, oh shit. We all yep. said something at the same time. And we all said, did y'all feel that? We were like, yeah. And then that's when I was like, yo, uh, I think we're being chased. Yeah. He was legitly out our fucking window, like head to head with Lynn. Yeah. We we couldn't, I couldn't see it because I was driving. I couldn't see anything in those, out those windows. Every time I tried to look at Lynn, like I couldn't see anything. I could just see the corner of my eye. Like fear was having me straight focus on driving solely focus on driving that's why i could see it but and all i could focus on him? was him i could not keep my eyes off of him like i i guides didn't let me they're like no you know stare his ass down stare him down stand up to this motherfucker you know what i mean and yep. i did that's what i did and you know what you forgot to mention about the the at the cross crossroads when that truck was we stopped Oh, that's day three. That's day three, boo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting to that one. Uh, Guys, it's intense, y'all. Yeah, no, that was, it it felt really like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't really want to believe this because it sounds like it's straight out of a a movie. Um, One of my students that I did connect with, uh, um, she's one of my three times a week. I shared the story with her kind of briefly, so in case she missed today. And, um she said that this whole entire moment and event description sounds like the movie Dr. Sleep, which if you watch it, 
there's a lot of things that we've already said that are in that movie. I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of the movie, but apparently it's like the part two of The Shining, which is why I'm not surprised that this is already feeling like a scary movie like set. Like the whole the whole experience was just feeling like a set. Like like not just a set up, but like there wasn't there was cars, but there was and there was a couple people, but it really felt like a ghost town. Like there was just props everywhere. The tables were props. The people were just acting like that's all it felt like. So um, <clears throat> as we uh, move forward, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we we go ahead and we have our meeting. We do our stuff. Um, we go to sleep really late. So this whole entire trip, we're going to sleep kind of late. Um, but really day two was really when we went to sleep really, really late because we saw the mask and the real faces of these people who we were mentioning uh, specifically Steven and Starlander because them they were the fir- the two that called out the most um as vampires um they were the most present because everybody else kind of kept their distance from us the ones that we just couldn't even connect with and um we went to Steven's profile um he gave his personal profile to Len and um we went and how we saw him in that even the pictures that you see him now he does not look the same at all from his his personal profile pictures you can tell that it's a whole ass mask oh my gosh i didn't even share with you guys um day two when we were still there he showed up and um we weren't weird with him yet so we were like oh he's like oh do y'all want to take a picture and we're like oh yeah we could do a picture and so somebody comes out exact timing and it's a guy that we can kind of trust as we don't really know him but like he's given you know even exchange of energy Y'all, I cannot, I cannot make this shit up. Um, we we go in front of my tent, the the reading tent, because I have two tents, one for merch and one for readings. And we stand in front of it, and he's standing next to Dragonfly, and I'm on the other end. And as soon as this we're ready, the guy takes the picture. We see the flash. We all see the flash. And he goes, "Huh, that's weird. Um, there's no um, there's no picture, no picture saved." And we're like, "What? Okay." and i was like well we can just do it again so he takes it again and at the same moment that he takes the picture the lights flicker off and on like off and back on immediately and i was like something doesn't want us to take this picture and i was like okay so we took one more and it came out blurry and then we deleted all those motherfucking pictures because we didn't want any connections so um we're doing our thing and um with the the figuring out and we're starting to go to sleep and I'm sharing a bed with Lynn and I instantly start to close my eyes from day two, trying to like, just go to sleep. And, um, I instantly see these two, uh, vendors. They instantly popped into my mind, but it wasn't like in a bad way. It was in a, um, they, they had connected with Len in selling like, some some figurines and we had like serviced them as well so it was like an even exchange and i had brought like a bracelet off of them and so they they popped into my head i don't want to say their names because i'm going to try to keep everything like discreet for the recording sake but i saw them as i closed my eyes and i was like they know something i know they see what we see because i they're the first faces that i see and i'm not even asleep yet and so um we go to sleep and this is where i'm actually going to let 
Lynn um, talk about her dream real quick because she had a dream and I feel like the dream is going to be very important for other people to hear. Um, if you want to go ahead and give that description because I feel like that's an important part before I jump into day three. Um, I'm, the dream was... It was during the day we were back in the barn and I was seeing it from like first person. So like it was me reliving it. And I already got my bracelet and we already took that hit. We took that hit already. The ambush? The ambush. And so my bracelet was super loose. Like it was heavy. Like this bracelet was so heavy on my wrist. And I was like, oh, I need to cleanse it. Like I need to like refix it something because it's just really heavy. Um, in the dream, I went to go see the girl that made me the bracelet, and I was like, "Cause," and prior to that, we were in the tent, and Stephen came in, and my bracelet fell, and he gave it to me, but it broke off, like like it was an evil eye bracelet. It was still like breaking, so everything was on the floor. So I took it, I would give it to the girl, and as soon as she touched my bracelet, she was like, "What the fuck?" Like she was like, "What happened?" Like she could feel the intense energy of it, and everything but like when she touched it like I could see the room like shatter like the like if there was mirrors in between every inch apart from each other just shatter like breaking the illusion mm-hmm. and then um heading back out to tell her the story because I didn't want to tell the story inside the barn I had to tell her outside the barn and I saw the two girls that Yaya saw and we all talked and then that was the dream but it felt so real because we were all there and like fire fire like I saw the barn on fire it was really intense but it, like I was like we live in it. like I was living in it because one thing we all experienced in that shit was deja vu at some point mm-hmm. throughout those three days they were there every same things would happen we're like oh my god like that's deja vu like we set this we've done this this half felt like it was intense mm-hmm. definitely had a, quite a few experiences like that so um with that dream in mind seeing that we've talked to multiple people in this dream um we wake up you know we're like we're just we're ready for war we went ready for war um not saying that we went to attack anybody or anything like that we went ready to protect ourselves and so we were in a different energy different disguise um we changed up a lot everything everything was changed up and when i say changed up i mean me and len switched places um i put my protection bags in the front we sealed off our open back area and we put a wall. We like put the the canopy walls up. So we were like in, like we were together. We weren't like spread out as much um, because before in the previous days we had backdrops as our walls and the wind kept knocking them over. Like these people kept knocking them over. And so um, like we had put those up because we didn't want people to keep walking in between our, our stalls, like to, traffic like to go around because that part that we were in was not an entrance you were supposed to go through the front and this part was just like part of like after you go through walking around you come to us so we're the we were the last like vendor essentially if you're following like a specific layout so um we notice on this day three um you know the energy is very weird it's a it's an energy that I can only describe as we are no longer welcome. Um, we're not we're not wanted there. We're not you know 
we're not we're not meant to be there like there's just something that doesn't want us to be there and so we're like you know what we're gonna stay here we're gonna and now we were talking a lot how we're gonna do 9 a.m to 9 p.m we were saying things out loud to just say um because we knew the house had ears this barn had ears there was ears everywhere um so i put out a bigger barrier before people were waking up and I put out my protection and I in, enlarged our bubble because our bubble um, was very like it wasn't as big before, but I just enlarged that. So hang on, let me check the chat. Okay, I, I see everyone. Um, I know this is going to be like a long story. So thanks for everyone who's still listening. Um, we're almost done. We're on day three. I, I, I mean, the rest of it can be all summarized, but um anyways the the protection that i went was i went further out way further out i even threw it in specific areas like i threw out so much protection around us that like nobody came outside y'all nobody was outside nobody came outside to say good morning no like it the energy was so different and it was like we never did anything wrong to these people to begin with they took everything left field from us in the smallest way and um one thing that we definitely started to notice on day three there was this girl and she was standing really far away just staring at us she kept trying to send flies and me because i already see what's going on i mean we already saw what was happening but that way i know who's sending them I started dancing and I would do spins. I would spin around with my cauldron and my smoke and I was just dancing. I was mixing up the energy. And there was two people, one on top of the hay. I peeped you. Yes, man on the hay. And girl walking around staring at us. I see you too. Yes, I gave y'all headaches because me spinning around, mixing up that energy because you're trying to focus on us, you can't. And I, I, I messed with it hard. You're not going to come and stare at flies at me, boo. Like piece um so i knew what they were doing um the we 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 smoked a little bit of course because that's gonna open up the third eye to see even more um like i said nobody came outside um my parents show up and i still haven't gone inside mind you i've made it a point not to go inside um i know how to hold what I need to hold. If it's if it's urgent, I will go inside. But if I don't need to, my body knows how to to make sure I don't need to use the restroom until I get home, kind of thing. Because no, you're not gonna catch me in there. And if I did, I did. I, I maybe went in there like one time that day. So, anyways, um, when my parents came, there was two girls out eavesdropping because they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know like what we were doing. Um, we had set up an altar. We had we had there was a lot of new energy. And so when my parents came, my dad came down and he asked if we were ready to leave. The wasn't even asking how the the festival went, wasn't asking anything of that nature, just are y'all ready to leave? And I was like, Oh, um what? I was like, Yeah, we can leave if you're ready to leave. And so um, um we can leave between six and nine is what we said out loud. Yeah, let's leave it between six and nine. And so this was all leading up. My parents already started to peep shit. I already had let them know what was going on. They, my parents are very well aware of spirituality. They're not stupid. They, they've seen me wake up and they've learned what I've learned as well. So they're not stupid to the energy. And so um, they, 
how can I explain this? Um, they were they were trying to eavesdrop what we were saying, and so we said enough. And then I pulled him in, and I was like, "Hey," um, and I was like whispering to him, "I was like, hey, there's a lot of shit. We're not welcome here anymore. Like I already feel it because this whole energy that the mask, all the masks are off. You can see it." He goes, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here." And I was like, "Okay, let us finish up what we're doing here. We're gonna leave soon. Cool. That's what we did." Um, as soon as he left and you know i was like hey just like y'all can hang out here y'all can hang out at the airbnb whatever like whatever y'all want to do but we already had started to pack up one of the tents and so um day three you know still nobody out but when he's there my 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 dad's there the the rest of my team go inside to you know see what's going on y'all it's us and like three other vendors Every single vendor that was there on Saturday is gone. Um, and this is why I said the dream is important. This is why I said the numbers were important that I mentioned earlier. Because if you're doing a festival, I get if you got to leave early. But there's no customers. There was no, there was no vendors. There was nothing. There was nothing. Day three was nothing. Day three was play. That's what it was. It was play. So, um I'm saying like that because it's true. And I know these people are going to try to say some kind of an interview like this is false, but like we're only speaking truth, boo. Be mad that we see it. So um, we, ooh, this person is late to the recording. Sorry, boo. Um, so we chill there and they start to peep that we're getting ready to leave. They feel the energy shift that we're trying to leave. So my my team goes in and Artsy comes out and I'm at my altar. I'm at my altar with Ganesha and I have my incense that I'm preparing to put into his offerings, you know, to use two in one. And he, um, trying to see, did I miss it? Okay. He's, uh, I, I prayed to him. I did all that stuff, but she forced a hug on me and she peeped it. I know she peeped it. Hey, Hartsy, I saw you. Yes, my incense burned your shawl because I told you don't hug me. And then I was like, oh, did I burn you? Because I told you that's what it was. So um, she forced a hug and then was like, hey, what about those Yoni steams? I was like, well, they're here. What do you want? I, I wasn't giving the same energy that I that I gave day one. And so... Um, they peeped it and they kept bringing people out and then they tried to come out in groups to try to like overwhelm us but the minute i lit some incense y'all incense sage um it was like incense or like frankincense and myrrh stuff like that anything that i lit they all went straight back inside why because you're vampires <laughs> that's still your negative energy if you cannot stand to be around that that smoke is because you negative energy so um then they they come out she comes out again but she has the dj and the dj's girlfriend and they have a photographer and they have a lot of people coming out and they're trying to make it look like it's something bigger than what it is and so they, they're taking pictures of us <clears throat> i'm saying this specifically because you're about to find out why um you know they're trying to make it look like something that it's not and um i see the pettiness I'm not blind. Y'all know. Y'all y'all already see that I've already seen it all right. Um, but this girl, 
she she's trying to she looks cute not gonna lie on her outfit it looks cute um so i go oh artsy i like your boots she didn't even look at me she just glanced over her shoulder and said thanks after she took one of my customers from my table and i say one of my customers because this girl was interested in buying and said oh look at this and turned to another table but jokes on her the other table is still part of my team so you still supporting my team and my brand one way or another so eat that boo um it, it didn't bother me that she took money from my table. What, $20? Oh, ooh, $20 is going to make and break me. No, it's not. Um, so I said, okay, I, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing how it's playing out. I gave you the compliment. That's my strike one. Because I have a, a boundary of three. If there that positive exchange is somewhere in there, I'm going to, you know, go left. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to play nice. So the fake hug already happened, but I gave the compliment. It wasn't received in the same, in the, you know, um, positive reaction. It was a very petty um, reaction to me. So I was like, okay, cool. I look at Lynn. She's me mugging. She's done with this whole day. And I'm like, yep, you me mugging girl. I see you. And I was like, that's okay. I was like, let her be petty. My altar is right there. Spears looking at you. I don't got to do shit. So homegirl can't stay in our in our tent for long neither can the dj that's how we knew because i had my protection bag and i had thrown our protection powder all over the carpet which had garlic salt which is why i knew these all were vampires because they couldn't stand to be in our tent and i knew there wasn't any of us because we've been authentic and genuine from day one so i knew it wasn't anything that we said or did and how they how they took our stuff is how they took our stuff but i knew from what we did it was authentic and so um we they leave and they're sitting across from us in this little sitting area and it, it's a good distance it's actually outside of my boundary of protection and so she has her money and she goes oh hey can you give me that change in my stuff not even a please nothing and I was like you know what this is my business I'm gonna keep it professional got her stuff got her change and I said here you go not even a thank you that even here thank you so I was like okay there's strike two can't even like be appreciative of someone like doing something for you so um when she leaves or whatever like there there wasn't i forgot what the third strike was but there was a third strike and i wasn't worried about it because it's already like old news but um there the girl when she left that's when we left that's when we started to pack up and um everybody was like oh they're leaving so they all stayed inside but once some the thing that i want i want to highlight here is that the door to the back stayed open and they were just watching us from inside. And I, we all peeped, we peeped all y'all <laughs> for everyone listening at Soul Group. We peeped all y'all. We saw that shit. So we closed the door and we kept closing the door because there was no need for them to keep looking. There was no need. You had all two days, three days to look at us. So um, the whole time of this, my parents are gone. We're packing up the van um, and all last minute people want to come out and buy things and create. That's great. Cool. We've been here, but now's your time. That's that's your time. Cool. Let's do it. Um, one thing that I want to highlight here is that Steven comes back out and he's the, the one we've been talking about, the poet, right? Um, homeboy <laughs> couldn't even step into our tent. Uh, he goes, hey, do you all want to hear some poetry? No one said anything nothing no silence um i was holding something up for somebody and um i could even I, my back was turned to him to begin with and so he tried to come into our tent and literally took a step back out 
he could even step into our tent. And uh, Len was sitting where I was sitting. And he goes, oh, um, did you did you want to hear some poetry? And she goes, no, I'm okay. He goes, oh, did you write some poetry? He tried to fix it. And she goes, oh, no, I didn't write any poetry. That's it. Looked down, did, kept doing whatever she was doing. The minute that she said that, where he was standing, his feet were on fire. We saw his feet shuffle. His feet were burning from all the garlic that was right there next to him. Because there was a bowl, the protection bowl had garlic and it was open. It was under our table because we're not stupid to leave that stuff out. It was under our table. So, of course, the the energy of it's there, but also on the floor, there is a powder. And the powder is very, like, fine. It's not like, oh, there's a lot of white shit. I don't want to step in it. Like, something like that. So, he leaves. We don't see him. We I see Starlander for a moment. And this dude's walking around our barrier. Can't even cross over and come into the back door. He had to go all the way around to the front. And that was the only time that I saw him. Um, he also tried to open the door. But once he saw that I was sitting where Len was sitting, he went back inside. That was it. Um, trying to touch base on all the people, all the characters that we noticed um, that couldn't come into our tent. Um, there's just a lot of people that couldn't come into our tent, period. Um, once all those vendors that were there day two left, it was very clear that the rest of them were just vampires at that point. Minus the people who were staying there that were just absorbed in the blob. Um, trying to remember everything so I don't like forget anything for you guys. But that's pretty much the gist of, of the daytime because we kept saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, and I told them because I need to throw people off. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do shrooms day three. I told some girl inside the barn. And so I know that was throwing them off because they weren't sure because they didn't see us tripping. They didn't see us laughing. They didn't see us doing anything. So um, there's a lot of like throw throwaways that were happening. And so they um, all closed the kitchen door. They all stayed inside while we left. And then one person came out and, you know, she supported us, which shout out to you. But I knew the blob that was in that barn went and stuck them, it stuck itself to everybody. I've seen this blob multiple times in multiple moments of my of my spiritual career. And this isn't the first time, which is why I, I know what I'm seeing. Um, people who slept in that barn definitely have something attached to them from the blob. The blob was was manipulating them. Um, whether they were vampires before this or not, they're definitely vampires now. Um, the woman the the parents or the older people that were there they that were always sitting down they were just sitting down they just stood there they they didn't do nothing they didn't talk to nobody nothing the woman came out and she goes oh man look at all these flies but when she said that she was facing the door not even looking at us she just said it out loud and i was like yeah we're working on it that's all i said she would come out and say it again and then the husband came out and he just looked at us. He just walked by real slow. And he was, you know, looking at the ground like, why does my feet feel like this? And that's what it was. So elder vampires in a room full of young vampires, everyone trying to feed off of each other type of shit. So um, they, let me make sure I'm not missing like a chat. Oh, definitely chats. Hang on. What is your definition of a vampire? So let me explain the vampire then. Um, just like a leech, a vampire, they want your time and your energy. They want to just absorb being around you, being in your energy. 
Um, it doesn't have to be blood sucking. Obviously, those vampires are there too. But these energy vampires are so immersed into just absorbing positive energy, which is why they invited and targeted so many light spiritual workers. Uh, I don't mean just light and love. I mean, just people who were lit with positive energy. Um, you tend to feel exhausted after energy vampires. And that's exactly what it was. But we were always in our bubble. So we weren't always, we weren't as exhausted. But you can see the, I'm going to say deterioration of the mask that people had by day two because of their lack of sleep, but also because they were just strained. You can see all of them were tired. Um, these, when I keep referring to them as vampires, they may not see it that way, but that's what it is. Um, this, nothing lined up, nothing none of this made sense this whole experience none of it made sense logically um when you start looking at like the location like um the customer was saying and like it was just in the middle of nowhere in a very dangerous you know situation potentially dangerous situation for as colored people um in a predominantly white town where there's probably nobody and that's why they all stay to themselves or whatever who knows if kkk was there who knows what the the environment is like there um but the vampire definitely is is gonna be just sitting there absorbing touching um speaking with you trying to gain your attention if they're taking your time your energy and your money and they don't give anything in return there's no balance there's no rece reciprocation and that's definitely what the vampire is um so we left <laughs> i'm just gonna pick it up from there um when we were leaving there's a little girl who kept coming outside she could not stand to be inside she was such a light um yeah she was touching other stuff and you know other vendors stuff but like she would run outside and she would come up to me she goes hi and she would, you know, hang out with us for a little bit because, you know, she, we were light energy for her. And so she really liked us. And her parents were always chasing after her. So when we were in disguise on day three, she um, didn't recognize us. <laughs> she did not recognize us at all. Um, she uh, went like she had like this stink face on. And then I pulled my mask down and she went, <gasps> like that like oh okay like she got the idea and she was only like two or three y'all like she's not a, a toddler she was she's definitely still baby like i don't want to say too baby like but maybe like three or four at the most and so um we said bye to her and um we got in, the, in our van and the door wouldn't close so when, when i started driving the van the back door was still open and somebody ran they're like yo and i was like oh shit so this really nice girl helped, you know, hold some things while I was getting some things, you know, fixed in the back so it can close. And then we we started to cut off our connection. So when everyone was like, oh, y'all are leaving early. Yeah, we're leaving early. We got to go back to San Antonio. That was a lie because our asses went straight back to the Airbnb because we were about to rest. Um, we're not about to drive after all this bullshit. You crazy? So I'm about to get into this dark night because this is where it gets a little bit more scarier a little bit more intense because now it's just us um the dark night of this night is we get back to the the airbnb it's about maybe three or four actually not three like it's like five five p.m or something like that my parents meet us there they actually got lost along the way um and they went to like an abandoned house and there was a white cat at this abandoned broken down house 
So it was like spirit was leading us the way that we needed to be. And even for us on the way to the Airbnb, um, when we were there, we played our ancestor music. We played the spirit guide music that we had. And um, when we came up to our crossroads, I was like, oh, everybody give your offerings. And so as soon as we pulled up, there was a brown dog camouflaged in the corner facing us like the upper right corner if you're looking at a cross right and he's looking at us and I was like oh papa's here and um I was like get everybody get your stuff so I stopped and then this truck came up and the red it was like a red truck with a trailer and you can tell you can see these people are white and it took a left turn when we were going and as soon as it turned these two big ass dogs ran out it's like a german shepherd and like a pit bull or something and it ran out barking hard at them and this guy swerved all the way from the right lane into far left lane like the edge of the road because it's only a two-lane street so he he went all the way to the end like oh shit and like he, he was at a crooked and so the dog stopped barking as soon as he as soon as he left but we threw our, our offerings we said we gave our gratitude and um when we passed by those dogs they were just looking at us really nice no barking no nothing so i was like oh thank you papa like that's how you know that's how you know you you in the presence of a favorite spirit like you you favored in spirit's mind and spirit's focus and so um this is you know we, we make our way it's bright we we gave our offerings we cut off our our connection to that that barn and um we get home we unpack everything from the car because we're going to repack in the morning we make everything kind of disguised because they're used to seeing our car loaded with stuff and so we cleanse everything. My parents show up. I, they're like, we're not going to stay. We're going to leave. So they left. Um, and we went inside. We started to tape up the window, the, the black window that just peers into nothing. We taped it up with a blanket. Um, dragonflies started to spot the little spots in the other curtains. And we started to tape that up. So like realistically, if you're looking from outside in, you would think like a bunch of crackheads were living in this Airbnb all of a sudden because we were taping up curtains and shit. But it was like that serious, y'all. Um, the microwave was a portal because it faced, um, it was aligned with the laundry room. The laundry room also had a spirit stuck in there somewhere. Um, we couldn't pinpoint it, but it was always something staring at us. And this um, window, this window of the microwave, the glare was looking into the laundry room. So I put a selenite stick and we covered that. Like we had to go deep, y'all. Y'all have no idea the depth that we had to go to lock down this Airbnb spiritually. We closed all the doors and we camped in the living room. And it wasn't like in a fearful way. It was like they wanted us to sleep separate that night because that's how they were going to get us. Like they couldn't ambush us now in in the barn because if we would have stayed that night at the barn until 9 p.m., there would have been a fight. There would have been some type of exchange of words. It would have been something. It would have been some type of physical ambush there because they couldn't get a spiritual ambush out of us. And so um, I know it sounds a little crazy. I know, I know they're probably going to say, no, that, that was never anything that we would do. But I don't know, y'all. Like, we don't know, y'all. But based off of all the energy that y'all gave us, that's how we're going to take it. And hey, that's how we received it, you know? So you can say how you want, but whatever they say at this point is already lies based off what the lies they've already fed everybody. So um, the lockdown that we did, we we slept in the living room. I organized things. We did, you know, we did our work. We cleansed ourselves. We did protection. We did all that stuff. 
um we were just ready for whatever it was the, the, there was a big curtain in the living room and i taped it and i don't know if you guys are very familiar with like very um wide curtains when they when they bunch up and they have like those little ruffles at the top and they kind of like hang down well um i had stretched the shit out of this curtain out of these curtains so that way that wouldn't happen but the minute that i would start to tape one there was another one that would fall and it was like there were spirits outside trying to push them down so that way the light could hit that that mirror or like that window that dark window and so um yeah no we were fighting with those spirits too um day, day <laughs> night three um so we're like man it was dark already um i think it was about eight o'clock eight thirty and we're like man we should order a pizza because we didn't buy food for day three um we were planning on picking up but we were in such a rush to leave we didn't get food so we just had whatever there and i was like you know what we'll just get food in the morning because i'm not gonna be driving or opening the door for anybody so unless it's my parents and my parents already had left and um next thing you know my mom's calling me she's like hey come outside and i was like okay and it's like five minutes after this conversation and she's and i have a blanket over me because i already took off my head wrap and i had len put a blanket over herself and i was like bring the spray keep me cleansed just keep spraying we're gonna keep doing this because mind y'all like i have all of my supplies inside so like whatever amount we need to use we will use and um we went and my parents brought us pizza. I didn't even tell them at all that we were hungry for pizza or we had no food. They already had given us some beer. They had given us some like little snacks that they had already. And that was it. So we didn't think anything of it. But then when they came back, Spirit already knew I would go outside for my parents because I know it's them, you know. And so that was a way of feeding us and like keeping us protected. Um, When we we went to sleep. I didn't have any dreams. I didn't have anything. We were really like, we really had closed all the portals and we could actually sleep enough to like relax. Um, fast forward to the next day. I'm going to give the space to, to, to Lenny and Rosie just after I say this. But the next morning I had messaged Sahat who interviewed me. So remember when I was telling everybody to check out my interview, that's the guy I interviewed with. Um, he actually wanted a picture with us day three. Remember I said they're trying to take every all these pictures to make it look like it was something that it wasn't. Um, he goes, oh, y'all should take a picture. And I said, oh, I'll think about it. And I was like, picture? Like, there's no other Avengers here. Like, why the fuck would we take a picture with y'all? And so he was walking up the stairs as in that split like minute. And I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, it wouldn't be fair, like, if we took a picture with y'all without the other vendors, because it really wasn't. It really was not fair to do that to other people, like, even though I'm sure they didn't care to be in the picture, but still, like, that's that's not the right thing to do when, you know, you know, nobody is there, like, just to be real with you, you know? And so he was like, oh, okay, I understand. And that was it. And he goes, oh, find me when you're about to leave. What? I don't find no man that is not mine. You were not my man. You're not fucking me, feeding me, or financially supporting me at that manner. So, like, why would I go find you before I'm going to leave? Like, you find me. If you want to say bye, you be outside. That's what it is. Um, so, obviously, I didn't tell that to him because I didn't see him. So, when we left and all that, that's what it was. Um, so, this next morning, he, he already had caught the vibe during that interaction. So, it's 6.51. And I'm saying that time exactly because that's 1.11. 6 plus 5 is 11. And then the one. Um, 
And it was just something that made me say this. So I'm going to read to you guys exactly what I told him because that way you guys know there's no way to mix up the truth here. Um, it was just something that compelled me to say this because I already knew just thinking about the the pictures and the stuff that was that was happening. So I said, hey, Saha, I just wanted to share with you that I would like none of our pictures to be shared in connection to Soul Group Festival. Any pictures used in promotion of future Soul Group Festivals with my team, face, or tent will be sent to my lawyer for a cease and desist. I appreciate it. Thank you. Safe travels. And um, then, you know, just left it at that. It was still early, so they didn't have any reaction. Um, went to the restaurant to go pee. It's, you know, like 7.30 or something. I know it's like TMI, but this is a, a key factor because I know when the energy's been sent to me because they, they're going to act like, oh, we weren't doing that. But hang on. I went to go pee, looked at my nose because I was washing my hands, and I saw I had a little pimple on the very tip of my nose. And I had I had one after day one, and it went away day two. So then I see it again. I'm like, huh. I walk out, and I was like, he must have just read my message because that's the only the only thing that I'm going to have here because it just came out of nowhere and I look and it says scene and I was like yep that's right I called that shit without even having to look at it and then I blocked him I blocked artsy I blocked soul group festival I blocked every single one of those motherfuckers like don't don't talk to me <laughs> there's no there's no reason for us to talk there's no reason for us to connect um if you need to get in contact with me you can email me if it's that serious but um that was pretty much how that went um that is not all of, of the story um just to kind of summarize what we did because we knew we were being tracked and followed by their energetic whatever they're working with because it's definitely not comedic as much as they think it is it's not egyptian realm i work in the egyptian realm and i can tell you right now ain't none of that shit there as many symbols and onks that you want to have presented none of that shit is there um there's definitely something different that they think they're working with egyptian realm but they're not um unless they knowingly are working with something different but that's on them um we had to make sure to like spray the outside of the van and we sprayed ourselves with a different spray on the inside because they're airbenders airbenders go by scent and so and like you know your scent is in the air so if you're changing up the the smell of it you're not going to be able to be tracked as easily this was a predator versus prey or what they thought was prey um situation and we went full ready <laughs> to be predator if we needed to you we're not about to be prey baby um we pray at the altar. We don't pray. We're not pray for predators. So um, when we packed everything up, we were ready. We did our thing. Um, we ate breakfast. We disconnected from the house. Um, even to just note that my mom couldn't even enter the house. There was just something about that house that was just not letting her go in. Um, There's just a lot of little things here and there. But that's the gist of the festival. Um um, before I, I summarize the trip back and stuff, I'm going to go ahead and give the floor to Len um, and then Rosie, because I think Dragonfly is still busy. Um, whenever y'all are ready to summarize day three on that. Um, yeah, no, I think you pretty much covered it all. I definitely agree that if we would have stayed there until 9 p.m., we would have gotten a bigger attack. That was definitely for sure. But other than that, I think you got everything covered. 
So, Rosie, do you have anything to add on day three? Giving him a second. Um, sorry. No, you're okay. Um, let's see. Definitely felt not welcome. Um. Hmm. Yeah, you pretty much covered everything. I wanted to make sure I was covering. I got everything, so I was like, "Let me just make sure I make I didn't miss anything." But that's I. I think I. I think that was pretty much the covering of of what we needed to. to yeah, share. and I know when we were planning to leave, like we were getting you know everything together. I had just got some cu random customers out of nowhere, guys. Mm -hmm. For a steam, I didn't have no steams. They were just buying my products. These were my first themes. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. We'll do the, and it was two. It wasn't just one. Mm -hmm. So every, everything, you know, was trying to keep us there. But it was like, no, we're still going to do this. We're still going to go. It was trying to keep us there at least until like the six o'clock, I feel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's when it got dark. Yeah. That's when it was starting to get darker. Because like right now it's like still bright at like 7, 7.30. But like over there when it was like six. So that's before the time change, remember? Oh, yeah, that was right before the time change. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot. Um, yeah, no, that was definitely the thing. They kept sending people out to try to buy from us. Like, mm -hmm. whatever it was, because they even, like, they would just come and, like, try to talk to us to keep us busy. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, like, we're still like, going to leave. Tent, our tent was full of people. Like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> it was very weird. Um no, I think that everything. I think that was it. Then I'll uh, then I'll summarize what what happened when we left. Um, the summary on that before I check the chats. If y'all have anything to say in chats, I'll I'll ask answer the questions here. If you guys want to throw those questions or feedback or whatever, I'll read them out. Um, when we left, we left. Um, we had taken some rocks. We had noticed that a lot of the stuff that we had bought, um, even from the genuine vendors. I mean, not everybody there was an energy vampire. Not everybody there was maliciously there. Like, we all, majority of us that were in the right frequency, um, I'll, I'll say it that way, um, had great products. But being in that barn, being around everyone, touching them and everything like that, we couldn't keep that stuff. Um, so literally every single thing that I bought, that I think everybody else bought as well, um, we have to dispose of because it was being used to track us home um, because they knew the three there was three of us that lived in Texas and San Antonio specifically and then that one was in Boston and so it was like oh um, what the fuck because of course like I said this whole trip was a what the fuck trip so um, we get to we're, we're going to Oklahoma to go gamble, to go do our thing, to go relax at least for a few hours before we have to get back to the city. And so um, we're fine when we're leaving because we're leaving our offerings, we're cutting our cords, we're, we're doing our thing that we need to do when we go from Arkansas to Oklahoma. We are still kind of in Texas because we're like in the, in the upper ridge, like just kind of taking like the very edge of it to Oklahoma. And so... Um, even then, in the casino, I'm not going to say what casino we went to, but in the casino that we were at, um, there was something still messing with us. And it wasn't messing with me. It tried. 
I'm not gonna say it didn't, but it tried. Because there was a there was a black guy who came up to me because I was just looking to see where everybody was at, but I didn't see anybody. But he goes, Miss, 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 Miss. That's all he kept saying because I had my my AirPods in, and uh, he finally tapped me, and I was like, Oh, and I looked, and he goes, Oh, are you looking for your friends? And I said, No, I'm just looking. And he goes, Oh, okay. And they kept walking with me, and I was like, Oh okay he was oh i'm here I, I i don't really like this place and i was like why and he was like oh i always lose money here and i was like well no shit dumbass like it's a fucking casino like what do you what do you expect you're gonna win or you're gonna lose whatever and so i didn't say that but that's what i was thinking and then he goes oh i'm here to shoot a commercial like he was still trying to get my attention like if that was gonna work and i was like cool like congratulations and then i just went left i just cut the connection instantly i was like we're not going to keep talking bro so that happened and then i ran into someone else and you know it worked out but i know len was being attacked because even when she was wearing her head wrap um she was it was like pulling off like they kept pulling it whatever kind of energy or spirit it was it kept it kept pulling it down um it kept trying to make her feel sad and depressed as that's what casinos are and there's going to be a lot of depressed people there and you know there's people there to make money and to win but there's also a lot of people who have like negative shit attached to them so of course that's just gonna happen um we had to cleanse the the room because our do not disturb thing kept falling off onto the floor like every room on our floor did not have a do not disturb and i was like no we're gonna have a do not disturb on the store like, I don't care if we're not staying all night or whatever, but, like, we're going to do not disturb on this shit. So, um, we we stayed there. It was fun. It was a nice little, like, relaxing moment. It was cool. Um, we left in the morning, and everything was fine. And then we get to a Bucky's. I'm not going to say which Bucky's, where, but we get to a Bucky's, and we notice that there are watchers. And what I'll explain those what those are is when you see grackles um, or like that single crow, those are watchers. It's not just a death sorrow definition that I got. I was like, mm, kind of makes sense, but nah, no one's died. So I'm not going to like focus on that. But it's definitely a watcher energy. Whatever is attached to them, the familiar or like the energy that's associated with the energy that is going to feed them the information of like, them being able to see where we are that kind of stuff that stuff is very real and there was two grackles looking one inside and one at the van because i had moved it and it was looking inside because dragonfly was still inside while rosie and len were already in the van so i was like oh okay i was like i see you and it was already spotted and peeped on the inside as well like i didn't have to say too much so we get we leave that i'm like okay let's just keep making our way to home because we're passing like multiple crossroads highways like crossing highways so something's gonna get lost somewhere and that's fine that's perfect um we get home and um we're wrapping everything up or we're finishing up and i have to get len to the airport this is where things start to get a little intense um getting Len to the airport, we pick up food, you know, we're, we're doing our thing, because she doesn't have to leave till about 4.30, her flight is at 4.30, so I was like, okay, we can get there like at 3.30 or 4, because it's a, it's a Tuesday, like, it's not busy, and so um, we eat, and something's telling us just to take our time, nothing's 
rushing us nothing is like forcing us to hurry the hell up we're just taking our time so something's happening something's gonna happen um i didn't even like talk about ganesha driving us home because you guys are gonna like you're like what but he drove us home in a physical manifestation it was amazing um but anyways so i take her to the airport we get her stuff and she goes to the ticket counter to get checked in and the guy was like oh if you go to dallas you're gonna be stuck is how he said it um len do you want to say how he said it exactly i think i'm kind of missing a couple words there but um the way it was said it was very weird that that exchange um no he was just no that was pretty much he was just like oh um if you go to dallas there because there was gonna be like a connection issue or something and i was like yeah okay so uh, he goes you're just better off staying here and i'm like yeah you're right let me just stay here that was <laughs> yeah that was pretty much the exchange you're like heard that say less <laughs> um so um Papa was waiting with her, thankfully, at the airport, protecting, because uh, he was talking to her literally, like, in a physical manifestation. So I went to go. I turned around and picked her up and brought her back home. Um, I had to literally spray my car outside with a different spray because she had touched some handles. And we noticed that we were being followed. Um, and it wasn't, like, an entire, like, oh, they they figured out where we're at. Like, we we are still being followed but like energetically the wind is very fierce very strong at this point and i was like oh we gotta get inside because i don't like how this feels and so um did our thing did jars did whatever like whatever we needed to do we had to cleanse we had to protect we had to do all that and so i took the dog out and this is going to be where you guys can tell the difference in the energy and how aggressive it is because when we're together it wasn't as aggressive but it tried to be aggressive with me, the wind. And so I have my, I always go outside with my face mask on when I'm walking the dog because you're not about to catch me in this hallway, catching whatever, like, no. So um, as soon as I'm outside, I call, I call my parents and I'm like, hey, like, are you guys still over at the casino? And they're like, yeah. And we're kind of talking, but I realize like spirit is forcing me to talk in a very vague way because they, my parents also know what's up. And so I was like, oh, yeah, she missed her flight, this and that. She's staying with me tonight. And they're like, oh, okay. But every time I tried to tell them anything about Lynn or what was happening, the wind was so aggressively coming at me, like direct, like in my face. Like if something was trying to carry my words out of my face mask and like back to them, that's how it felt. If it's if that was the case, cool. If it wasn't, whatever. But that's how I felt in that moment. And because my my face mask was so thick, you can't really hear anything. My parents heard me, but like if you're trying to yell at me or I'm trying to yell at you, like you're not gonna really hear what I'm saying. And so um, I had to close everything up. I had to get in war mode. We were were very much in war mode that day. Um, Rested, left in the morning. And it was all because if Len would have left, that night she would have arrived at min i think she would have probably been stuck at night in dallas and that's probably where they were waiting for her because that's where the energy knows okay at least dallas dallas i'll figure out where i'm at from there but something was waiting for her in dallas and something was definitely going to be following her from dallas to boston and um she would have arrived in boston at midnight and nothing ever good happens after midnight she's a very bright light in a very dark time she's gonna 
something could have happened. It could have been a very potentially dangerous situation as well. You guys don't think about like the light that you're shining at night, but that's what, you know, good things happen to bad people at night sometimes because that's that energy. Like, Ooh, I like that. Like that's the kind of energy that is attracted to that. So not saying that's always the case, but just something to keep in mind. Um, the following weeks and all that, um, we notice that we can't stop talking about them, even though we're not choosing to, it just happens. So we know that they're talking about us. We know y'all talking shit about us. Y'all ain't got nothing to talk about. Just envy, just ojo, all that. So all this constant cleansing spirit, spirit favors us though, which I'm not worried about. Um, we covered, we protected. Um, it was them that threw the freezer. I knew it was them. As much as they're going to deny it, I know it's them that threw the snowstorm at us because the minute the snowstorm happened and it froze Texas for a whole week, it was like, oh, this is an attack. This is a freezer spell essentially on Texas. If that's the case, okay. But that's how I, I interpreted the weather because it was very not like Texas. Um, and it caused a lot of strife, of course, in our communities and a lot of like really um, unfortunate things to happen. But like, you know, you're going to throw shit my way. I'm going to turn into a garden. Like, that's just what happens. So what they ended up doing when they did that was giving us a moment to rest. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. So I rested. I, you're not going to make me freak out over nothing. So I know it was them because there's multiple witches in Texas, legit, authentic, genuine witches who were amazing that we met there. And that's another reason why we met. We were meant to be there because we need to connect with them as well. And there's just so much power in Texas that they were. Tr that was the moment of of ambush attack on us as a state. And that's what I've, you know, wanted to share because um, when I cleansed my parents' house, I noticed that our protection tree, not going to label how it is or what it looks like, was dead. Um, a lot of the plants, obviously, everywhere else is dead. So that's what made it a lot easier for them to track us because there wasn't as much protection up. So if you're hearing this and your garden looks like shit, go buy some new plants, go plant some new gar new seeds, whatever it is that you're going to do, up your protection for the spring and summer and get some new energy going because having those gardens, those plants, those trees, those whatever are going to be very powerful components in uh, as an energetic uh, bubble of protection for the city and the state. And that's just one of those things that we just need to like come out of, but it's going to happen obviously with time. Um, yeah. Now like, I'm not worried. <laughs> they're going to, they're obviously going to be mad about this. I don't really care. Um, you wasted my time, my money and my energy on this. And now I'm going to expose all this stuff. So that's why we took this moment to share everything that we wanted to share. Um, and it had to be obviously me storytelling it because that's just what was going to happen. Um, let me see the chat. Let me see what y'all got to say. Um, yes, girl, I was exhausted and felt drained. Yes. And a lot of people were saying, yeah, there, this trip was definitely, it, it could have been more exhausting than what it was if other things would have happened, but it needed to happen this way. I wouldn't have changed it. It happened already. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't do it again, but if I have to do it again, at least I know what I'm doing even better. Um, and yeah, like if you're going to stay scamming people, just know that 
you picking the right people to scam because there's going to be people who expose you. And if you go to jail, whatever happens to you happens to you. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I'm not one to judge because that's spirit's job and that's the court of the law and all that shit. So, um, yeah, try me. I am not one to fuck with. And that's the the word to the wise, to people who are going to try to defend Soul Group Festival at how much of a great time they had. I don't care how much of a great time you had. That was still a scam in overall periodness. Um, Len, Rosie, Dragonfly. I don't know if Dragonfly can talk, but um, do y'all have any last words that you want to say about this shit? um no i think you cover it all i definitely it definitely was an experience like you don't forget stuff like that and the most important like learning and growing experience and how this shit is really not a joke like if you're in it you're in it it's not one foot in one foot out type of thing facts straight facts because um a lot of people are going to be waking up a lot of people that you guys may be listening, like you may know after listening to this are going to be waking up. Um, don't have this anxiety over energy vampires. Just be present about your energy. Just peep the shit. Peep the shit that they're doing. See their actions. Actions speak louder than, than words. And um, that's always going to come to true, true um, physical manifestation when you start to feel drained, you start to feel tired around certain people, the way they talk to you, the way they, t- they use your time and energy, the things that they ask for, um, just be mindful of it. Cause it's not, um, it's not like a, a simple thing anymore that you can just like, Oh, that's a, no, like they're going to be well hidden now, now that we're exposing them even more, you just need to use your discernment and your intuition. If you're feeling the, eh, or, mm, I don't know, follow it don't do what we did we're sharing the story also to help y'all not follow those things i mean follow them and you'll learn you'll have an experience absolutely because obviously we have a story to share that we wouldn't have had if we didn't do the experience but even then sometimes it's not worth it sometimes the the situation can be very dangerous so if it's something in the middle of nowhere i definitely think that you shouldn't but if it's with people that you already know obviously that's a different case um, Rosie, do you have anything like last words that you want to say? Um, you got you covered pretty much everything, but <laughs> yes, guys, uh, this was definitely an experience. Not that I have not, you know, had something like this happen before, maybe not an attack, but whoa, yeah, if you're not in it, don't don't try, like she said, don't don't put one foot in and one foot out. If you're gonna be in it, you're yeah. gonna be in it. You know what I mean? And all in or none. Yeah. And I, I've been off for a whole year, guys. I've been off for a whole year from doing my stuff, you know, aside my business. And mm-hmm. this this was a, a wake up call. They were like, uh-uh, no, no. There's no time to rest. Now's your time. You had a whole year, girl. They're Our like, that's time. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. They're like, nope, the baby's here. Uh-uh. Get on it. Oh yeah, I feel that. Um, very. I'm. I'm glad I could summarize everything and and be able to speak for the rest of us in conjunction with that. Um, because this is still Brutal Society, Christine. Um, now that you know the whole story, <laughs> how's your mind? Is your mind still blown? 
Yo. <laughs> this is so crazy. What's even crazy? I mean, the whole thing is crazy. It was like I just watched a movie and everything was just like playing out as y'all are like telling the story. Um, what What's crazy is how like it didn't align for me to go with you. You yeah. know? And then um, when Len, I think it was the day she was flying in or something, I just had this gut feeling and I texted you and I was like, hey, is she okay? So I'm wondering if that was like a foreshadow. Oh, absolutely. And then, we thought it was um, for something else, which it was, yeah. but it still like was the foreshadow for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because my energy was very, it was very different from day one to day three. Yeah. I was shook. Man, up. you should have seen I her meme mug, y'all. I was sh- I was definitely shooken up that Saturday night, and it, like my demeanor was like, oh no, like I don't know what's going on here, but y'all not gonna yeah. get me again. It was definitely like I was one eighty, not even a three sixty, a three sixty because I didn't even go back. <laughs> I was just like, no, <laughs> here we are, y'all done, done, son. Dang. And I remember I I did a Reiki session on Rosie um, a while back, and it. I mentioned, I was like, you're going to, there's something you haven't been doing that you need to go back into and you're going to be forced to get back into it. And then she just said those words about how she was, what she just said. And I was like, oh shit. This is crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes, so like crazy. I was mentioning that. I was like, hey guys. And you know what? Everything aligned. Everything. Because I had bought a necklace from, I forget what the word book called. Sorry guys. Dragonfly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I bought a necklace from her and I was like I don't know why I needed it it's just been yelling at me and yelling at me and yelling at me well the week before I bought it and that at that same market is when she did that reiki on me and it all aligned everything mm-hmm. that That's wild, so crazy. <clears throat> I have so many more questions but I feel like we may have to do like a reflection type of thing if if you want that for like another episode not talk about like this like the i mean we could just but... do it now because we really just trying to seal it off and like not yeah, talk okay. about it ever again <laughs> yeah i'm like where do we even begin because you know it's a really long uh, episode so i know people are going to be listening to this in segments and if you if you're mm-hmm. if you're just like um turning off the episode you no know, turn that shit back on and listen to it in segments <laughs> yes yes I just it's just so crazy so basically just like the energy you guys just felt that the energy shifts and and y'all saw these crazy things yeah that is insane the shapeshifters are real um don't deny other things are not real like everything is real that you you can think of like it's not it's not even just you're imagining it no it's real like people have seen fae and yeah. you know like the the, the fae elves middle world middle earth or whatever um dragons you know salamanders shadow yeah, spirits everything you know, all spirits, mythical everything. creatures everything is real yep. right everything is real and that shapeshifter was more more than enough to show i mean obviously i never not believed it but like that was just like wow i really just saw that with my own eyes and that was the crazy. shapeshifter has stayed in my mind because it's so eerie so I'm wondering if that was like a person or like an entity. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Like I'm so glad you say that because, of course, because we've been dissecting and analyzing pieces. And yeah. Everything. Um, I saw, and I'm sure the I'm pretty sure the rest of us also agreed on it. 
Um, it had to have been one of the people that was still asleep in the barn that was seeing what was happening when they were asleep. Does that make sense? Like they were in the astral while we were in the physical, like in the ambush, but it was them oh, yeah, that makes sense. at a distance trying to see what was happening. Like I, I have a feeling it was either Starlander or, or Steven, but it could have been anybody else too. Cause we didn't interact with every single person. Yeah. That is wild and eerie oh my gosh and one more thing we forgot to mention for some odd reason um steven kept mentioning something about genies and aladdin yes oh my god yes Hmm. sorry i got super excited because we did not mention that like like it was crazy and even we were seeing stuff like genies and aladdin like what what the fuck like we guys it was literally a puzzle we were fucking putting together that's how yeah it was like a a three million piece puzzle that we put together in like two days and that's why we couldn't sleep because every time like we always thought of something and we ran to each other like yo i just thought of this and then there goes another puzzle piece and then there goes her puzzle piece and then there goes her you know like it was just a domino effect of fucking puzzle pieces yep and so we uh, I had came to the conclusion like, yeah, Steven's definitely probably a vampire, but I had also the feeling suspicion that he was something like associated with the djinn, um, djinn or genie, however you want to use them. They're not all bad, but they can be used for bad things, um, just like genies granting your wishes for good things. And so um, one of the things that we definitely noticed was like he said he flew all the way from California um, specifically and i was like huh okay like very far away place that like isn't even close to arkansas said that he had never traveled anywhere ever before he's always stayed in his room which gives me the notion of genie in a bottle like he has never been released you know from his space his comfort area his zone so to come all the way over here, he was summoned to some degree, whether he was manifested or he or he manifested or whatever. But he's definitely a, associated with the genie of some sort because um, there was just a lot of weird shit associated with him. Um, he wore a ring, which is why we go back to the vampire theory, um, because when like vampires can only tolerate sunlight within their own magic. And so like talismans jewelry things like that are ways to preserve your magic to keep it like consistent um that's why i think a lot of the time that we saw him he really was only coming out when it was evening time and the sun wasn't as bright um because i don't really think we saw him much actually he did come out day three during sunlight but even then his ring was the most calling like we knew that was enchanted somehow um what was the other thing that he did? Um, oh, he said he was leaving Monday, but he definitely did not leave Monday. We know that for sure. Um, so there was a lot of lies also being shared and a lot of things being very discreet. And you knew when the, the connection was up with him. It wasn't like a lingering thing. It was just done and he would just leave. Um, oh, but he said he foreshadowed everything. That's what it was I was trying to get at. Um, he would draw pictures in his notebook and he said, like, he would draw, like, a genie bottle, uh, a genie lamp. And he said on the plane 
the the movie selection that he wanted wasn't working so he had to watch aladdin like little things like that that he kept seeing he didn't understand what they were about but it was like oh like you know what you're doing like yeah like you're probably taking that as like little symbolisms here and there but you're also like dropping hints yeah there's a lot of hints and like something that me and dragonfly knew because Len and Rosie went inside to to do something. Um, he came out and he was like, oh, so he started telling us the same story. And that's when he blew his cover with me because like when you start repeating the same story like that, like it wasn't asked for, no one asked, no one, you know, like you're, you're restarting your script, essentially. Your practice script is restarted because there's nothing left for you to keep going with. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. You told you told me this before. Is how I said it. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I cut him off because he didn't, he couldn't suck us back in anymore. And that was on day two, I believe. So I think it was him and Starlander that worked together in that ambushing to some degree. That is so crazy. Wow. So oh, many so I, I did I answer that first question? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You did. <laughs> I don't even remember what else I was going to ask you. It's just like so much to take in. And I'm like trying you know to what? like, I, I would do it all over again, guys. Yep. I would so do it all over again because now I know more than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, choose obviously like willingly if it was like a different set or different right. another, like timeline saying, or something. I'm not saying go looking for it, but I mean, if you yeah, yeah. to be there, damn right i'm standing my ground and nope baby uh-uh. oh, yeah. we're gonna have our, our war paint on again yep it was down like that like when we were leaving one of the witches left their altar work i'm just gonna call it altar work i'm not gonna even identify what it is but we we peeped it and i was like oh they definitely left their shit here like like i left my carpets there i i powdered them bitches so they could even use our energy from it I threw away like our tablecloths, my backdrop. Like when I say I disposed of stuff, I disposed of everything that stayed overnight in that bitch. Oh, and I didn't even say um, when we came back, when we were back and stuff and Len was already home. Um, I knew that there's stuff here in and around, not inside my home, but around my home because I had left a box with the address from lights that we had had put up in the tent i had left it there overnight underneath the table covered but i know obviously people be nosy i'm not gonna doubt that whether it's spirit the spirits the blob or whatever there or them um but i knew there was a there was a bunch of like spirits trying to figure out like energy i'm not gonna say spirits either because that's like an insult to spirit but like energies that were lingering here trying to peep into my my home because I would light incense and the incense will only burn for like a minute and then just go out. And that's not very normal with my incense. Like I, I know how my incenses work and how my stuff works. So um, I took the dog out to walk and I was across the street, did a crosswalk. And all of a sudden my ancestor music came on my AirPod just randomly. And I was like, huh, okay, that's the sign. Cause I didn't put that on and it wasn't like even in, rotation so um i walk up to this like split point and i go left but when i go left i see two geckos looking at me and i'm like ah, i peep y'all like i see y'all so i go around jack says his business and um 
we come back and I see a dead bird like to the right. Like if I would have taken a right, there was a dead bird, but it wasn't there when I was there before. It was just, it had just died and it had like a rock or something in its mouth. I took a picture of it. Like there was no blood or anything. It was just dead. And I was like, hmm, that's a sign. You're not going to tell me that's not a sign. That's definitely something trying to attack me. And so one of the, the spirit animals, you know, here took the hit. So I wouldn't get hit. So, yeah, no, I peeped that shit. That, I forgot to share that about my own personal experience. But, yeah, Damn, this is crazy. And the aftermath of it all, I know, was super intense. So that's, oh, yeah, that's no. so crazy. Yeah. Work, work has been done. And I'm not gonna sit here and ID everything that I've done because yeah, for sure. Stuff, but like, spirit team is on it. They they don't know who I work with besides two deities that I've named so far. But they be in for surprise, y'all. Like, I'm not here trying to boast it up. It's just really for real. Like, I do work with a lot of people, so don't don't try it. Like, this is your yeah. your heads up. Like, take your loss, take your your L on the being exposed. Because that's what it is. And that's what's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know how else to, to say it. Like, just step off at this point so nothing else happens. That's why I'm going to say it. I'm, I have no control over what spirit does. I have no control of how this plays out. I'm just sharing my truth. I'm We're sharing our truths of what happened and what we experienced. And if they don't like it, that's on them but you this is your festival and you invited us so we're just sharing what ex- what we experienced so you don't scam other motherfuckers out of thousands of dollars of shit whether it's materials travel airbnb renting cars paying for flights all that shit like yeah financially it was definitely a loss because i'm i'm definitely going to say it here so people know a 3 day festival 12 hours a day the expected income alone from that when you have customers should be at least, at least, this is bare minimum, $3,000. At least. If they would have sold those tickets for real, if it was a for real festival with, you know, 100 to 300 people, oh yeah, we would have all made money, hands down. But everybody peeped the same shit that we did. People dropping now, people not showing up, people not buying tickets because they all peeped it the way that we felt it. So, yeah, this is like a three hour story. I wasn't expecting for it to be a three hour story, but. Oh, I knew it was going to be a long time. I was like, let me get my tea. Let me get my dinner. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> um, But hey, like. Like I said, if you guys watch the Doctor Sleep movie, I was just told by Dragonfly because she watched it today that there is a scene in the movie, literally, like I think the intro says, like, um, it said something about, like, uh, like associated with what happened to us. And the movie is about, like, people who are spiritually attacked. And there's, there's a scene when they're driving in the dark because they're in the woods. And, um, someone in the van goes oh I think we're being chased or followed by something just like Rosie said and so y'all that's the whole movie we we lived the whole movie and I'm pretty sure the host whether it's one all or some whatever it is um, I'm pretty sure they've seen that movie because it came out in 2019 and I'm pretty sure this is something that they planned 
as a thriller, as excitement to try to get a feed off of us. But lo and behold, I was not scared. <laughs> yeah, they really tried. They really, really tried and they couldn't. That's why they were so mad. Ooh, they were yeah. big mad, y'all. Really? They really were. Like the pettiness, the petty level, the oh, we're not going outside energy. You can feel it. We weren't stupid. I've been doing this mm-hmm. shift for a hot minute. You're not going to fool me and sit here and tell me that it's not what it was. That's just vampire energy if you're going to try to tell me I was wrong and what spirit was telling me. Okay. But yeah. Um, do y'all have any other questions, comments? Are y'all okay? Because I know we got quite a few people in here. <laughs> Want to make sure no one's going to bed like scared, nothing. Like y'all can drop it in the chat emojis welcome uh, but definitely yeah as it says in the chat more of the story magic is real energy is real and your gut feelings are real shook <laughs> yeah bro very very shook i'm sure this is not a normal story for just anybody that's for sure um I'll let y'all I'm gonna go watch something happy now, like SpongeBob or something. You know how like y'all watch scary movies and you're gonna see like something happy? That's yeah. <laughs> I know this is like the story that Christine's like, this is just saying that I'm never gonna go out of state for for, for work ever again. <laughs> I mean, not middle of nowhere type shit, but then again, y'all didn't know that it was gonna be like that. I mean, you could see that it was in the middle of nowhere, but also like, okay. My my business mind and my spiritual mind felt two different things. I saw the possibility. I was like, eh, it's in the middle of nowhere, though. Like, that's kind of sketch. You know, like, I, I felt it. Um, but the hours and the, the amount of days, I was like, okay, it could be worth it. Um, and also, like, pandemic. Like, maybe somebody doesn't want to be, like, in downtown of a city. You know, like, I get it. But from what I found out, that this is the location that gave the host good vibes. Where? I don't know where the fuck they felt good vibes from this place. But, you know, that's on them. They That just tells you how they think and what they think good vibes feels like. Because clearly it's not that. Um but yeah, no, it was it was very I saw the the owner. Some spirits showed me the owner. She was in a white truck. She's a white lady. Pulled out. She looked like an elder vampire too. She could be sweet, of course. I'm sure she's sweet, but she's definitely like a hidden vampire, the way she looked and everything. Definitely. Um, I saw her too. And the little boy she had with her, he did not want to get near me. He was like hiding from me. Like, what the fuck? Every kid comes to me. The yeah, other same with me. To me. But that little boy was just like running in fear. I guess my spirit interrupted his demon too. Yeah. Yeah, we were like definitely in a hive of energy vampires. Um, but yeah, no, this is, I hope this is a lesson for everybody to really use their intuition to speak up. If that is not the major lesson we've all learned, because I, I didn't even speak up to be like, what do you think about this? I just went with it. But also it's me, like, I, I don't mind challenges and I don't like, I don't mind taking risks. I, I am not afraid of it. Like I just dive into it. So like, I wasn't going to be worried about it because I'm always prepared for whatever, but like for everyone else, like we all learn, like if something doesn't feel right, speak the fuck up. 
<laughs> that's the best yeah. way I could say because like we really you know just speaking up we could have probably left the day early but we also needed to be there because it was us who was going to do this podcast it was us who, who are going to expose these people so that's why spirit had us there the way that we, they had us there Thank you. yeah and would have changed it for the world like yeah. thanks yeah. thanks energy vampires for the experience but yeah, no no, thank you <laughs> Um, so with that, let me see here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I think it's good that we'll finally wrap up this episode. Christine, um, do you want to do the closing since I just spent three hours talking? Yeah. Um, I'm, I can't even think right now. Um, I'm like, my mind is wrapped around everything you just said, but yeah. So, um, let us know what what y'all think and listeners who are listening to this outside of the live you know as the episode let us know what you think um super interesting if you guys also have any weird stories similar to this we want to hear your experiences and yeah have a good evening morning night and good vibes all right y'all be safe bye bye bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.